From the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you this is Roz yes. and Mocha. Yes. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Cara. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Mocha. Roz. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Time to get that education, y'all. Yeah, no school today, but that doesn't mean we can't do some math. Uh, damn it, Maury. You oh, gotta, hold on. Yes, what? Oh, we're introducing more for this thing. Oh, here we go. Hold on. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we present. That's it. An education like no other. Yeah. You gonna learn today? One of the greatest, sharpest minds. That may be the best theme song for anybody, anytime, anywhere. Uh, So there is no school today, but that does not mean we can't give you a little bit of uh, of an education. Okay, so um, uh, we've done this a million times, and and feel free to play along as well. Just please, nobody spoil it for Maury. We can all uh, write down our answers. Um, We're gonna go through a couple of riddles. Can I use my pens? Yes, you can. Pens? uh, Why do you pen? Pen. Um, wow, we'll, fail already. <laughs> we will go. We will go through a couple of math-based riddles, if that's okay. And again, feel free to play along. This uh, feels hard already. D- that's, that's what she said. Thank you. Uh, Deepa's here. Shem is here. Mocha's here. Uh, the text line nine two five triple five. Uh, damn it, Maury, are you ready? Mm, okay. Uh, damn it, Maury, how would you say your math skills rank? Like, if you had to say you had a grade what level math comprehension, that grade would be beginner. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We already know this is going downhill. <laughs> what is be- what's beginner? Yeah. Like, uh, like JK? <laughs> oh no, I'm uh, sorry, entry level. Like so I- JK? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Like, I know, like, the basic, if you have two of this, you get this. Oh, huh? <laughs> if you have two of this, you get two. <laughs> well, I mean, he's not wrong, no? You yeah, no. Two, you got two. Diva, stop questioning. <laughs> Question one, Maury, if you have... <laughs> if, get out your pen. If you have two peaches, how many peaches do you have? Two. There we go. Okay, we're starting off with hey. a win. Okay. Wow. Starting off with a win. Wow. Okay, question two, Maury. Yeah? If seven people meet each other and each shake hands only once with each of the others, how many handshakes happened? So if seven people... Yes. ...shake hands... Yes. One, two, three, so there's seven. These two shake hands. Mm-hmm. These two shake hands. <laughs> These two shake hands. He's running out of fingers fast. <laughs> One, two, three, one, four, two. five, six, seven, yeah. eight, nine, ten, oh, twelve. Yeah. Come but on then now. This guy oh. has to shake. What, what's his name? Mark. Okay. One, two, three, four. <laughs> Don't forget six. about Mark. 
And then so this, but then this guy has to take that guy this guy, thing. Daniel. <laughs> yeah. So seven. Oh, so it's basically seven times seven. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. <laughs> Seven times 14, seven. 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, this is the long way home, huh? 21, 22, 23, 24, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 24, 22, 23, 24, 25, 46, 46. 46. Wow. No. <laughs> 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 Poor Daniel and Mark. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Shake hands all over again. Oh, man. Those, those get Marcus probably raw by now, shaking so many hands. <laughs> The poor, the poor guy. Uh, the answer is 21, Maury. 21. Oh. 21. Did anybody get that in the room? Yep. Show Shem, of hands. Shem yes. got it like right away. Okay, show of hands. Did you do it the uh, same way, Shem? Like, absolutely no. Not. No, not with your fingers, but like with your head? No, with my brain. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, question number two. Question yeah. number two. A cell phone and a cell phone case cost $110 in total, Maury. Yeah. The cell phone cost $100 more than the phone case. How much was the cell phone? Wait, the cell phone cost $100 more than the case. Is that what you said? A mm. cell phone and a cell phone case cost yeah. $110 in total. Yeah. The cell phone costs $100 more than the case. Yeah. How much was the cell phone? $100. Incorrect. I think, you sure? Because <laughs> this, there's, you have $110 yes. for both of those things. Correct. The cell phone and the cell phone case, I am giving you $110. Yes. yes. The cell phone costs yes. $100 more than the case. Correct. How much was the cell phone? Those were the words you used. Right. $100. A cell phone and a cell phone case cost $110 in total. Yeah. The cell phone cost $100 more than the phone case. How much was the cell phone? Dude. It cost $100 more than the case. Yes. How much was the cell phone? It costs one hundred dollars more. So if I, but if I have one hundred and ten dollars and I take away hundred, ten dollars. <laughs> ten dollars. <laughs> no, we literally just said it costs a hundred dollars more. Okay, I'm sticking with a hundred. Okay. Uh, uh, did anybody get this? Shem, you got this. Yep. Shem, the answer is one hundred and five. One hundred and five. Deepa, you also got one hundred and five. Good job, Deepa. Good job, Deepa. Uh, Mocha, you also yes. got obviously 105. Nope. Maury's still trying to figure it out. <laughs> okay, so Maury, Maury. But you could see okay, where Maury, I'm right. If, if the phone case was five dollars, I have a, like okay, a phone and a phone case. If the phone case was five dollars, yes, you're holding the, two phones in your hand. Yes, you are. Yeah, but one okay. has a case on it. Okay. <laughs> If the if a phone case was five dollars, yeah, five dollars, and a cell phone cost one hundred dollars more than the phone case, yeah, how much is the cell phone? One hundred and five dollars. Ah, now it makes sense. You gotta have me hold up props. Ah, <laughs> do we have time for one more quick one? Yes. Okay. Are, are you ready, everybody? If four men can build four tables in four hours. How many can eight men build in eight hours? Okay, four men. 
can build four tables in four hours. Yes. What was the rest? <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm just hit this button early anyway. How many tables can eight men make? If yes, if four men can build four tables in four hours, it doesn't have to even be men. We can say children. No, no, let's stick okay, with men. Okay. If four men can build four tables in four hours, how many can eight men build in eight hours? Eight. Incorrect. Four men can build four tables in four hours. Yes. Eight men can build eight tables in eight hours. It just words the same. It just, excuse me. It, ah! it just words the excuse same. Ah. <laughs> uh, anybody get this? Show of hands. Yep. Anybody get this? Deepa, would you like to give the answer? I think it's, is it 16? It is, in fact, 16. Okay. Yes. Ding. Yay. There we go. Maury, do you get it? Of course not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Well, hello there. What's going on? Not much. Just trying to think of that's something I wanted to tell you. You need to start writing stuff I down. I really bro. do need to start writing stuff down. You should use on your phone because it's already there. Right. Automatically as an app on your phone. Uh, either <laughs> notes or the reminders. I've gone through this like a million or I times. I text myself. That's a great idea. You can text yourself. But then he's got a lot of texts from Maury. But then he's got to he's got to remember to check those texts. No, you just don't open it. What's the last text text Maury sent Maury? The last text Maury sent Maury. (laughs) Did you just make yourself laugh? There's a picture of eggnog, and it said, "Buy this." (laughs) (laughs) See, because I just wouldn't do that. Like texting myself wouldn't help. I don't think you won't even like. Open up the oh, notes app? No, no, no. Or no. set a reminder no, in your phone? I, I've, or email I, would never, I would never go into the notes app. I email myself all the time, but then, I, like, you guys just send me so much stuff in the morning that everything I send to myself, I discover, like, after the show's done and, and everything else. Bro, like, look uh, at this. This is my, this is my notes, right? You, you, wow, look, look at this. that. So many notes. So many so notes. So many notes. And they're broken down into folders and no, subcategories. Really? Yes, yeah, so mm-hmm. you're so organized. Like, Catherine gives me hell all the time because she'll send me through, like, some invite for something. And I just, like. Oh, like a shared notes? Like a thing. Or like a shared a, calendar? No, for my calendar, yeah. Yeah, And she's like, she's like, why don't you ever accept anything? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know, because I, I never go into my calendar. Oh, you should. Who uses calendar? Who, nobody uses calendar. Uh, I use my calendar all the time. Do you really? Time. You yeah. do, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I don't. I yeah, don't. All the all. time. At all. And then, like, my wife and I will both send each other. Really? Yeah. See, you so, guys are so organized. Like, for example, oh, like, tomorrow, I got to take my car to Honda, yeah. right? And it's a pretty big job that they have to do. They got to yeah. keep the car for two days. Yeah. Um, so I put it in the calendar as a reminder that, because my wife, she's going to meet me at the dealership to pick me up when I drop the car off. Hey, let me ask you a question. Yeah. So I discovered something in my car the other day in the truck. It's called the accelerator. Nah, uh, no. <laughs> what? I discovered it's in a body either, but I discovered something. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, you know, when you get an oil change, right? Uh-huh. And they put that sticker up on your corner, yeah. right? I never looked at it. Oh, right? you should. Yeah, I know I should, right? Yeah. I never I never it tells you when you need to go back. Thank you, right? Yeah. And so, it even has the phone number of the dealership. Right. Uh, no, this, or, was, this was just like a place. mechanic or a place or, or whatever the place. it was, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so here's my question for you. Yes. Okay, and I maybe I should start using my notes or my calendar or whatever app and texting myself to remind myself to do things. Mm. 
what is an acceptable, and feel free to text me and help me out on this because I'm starting to get worried, okay? So what is an acceptable, because they they, they don't put the date, they just, they write down the kilometers. When you Mm -hmm. hit this amount of kilometers, come on in and get get an oil change. Mine's date and kilometers. It's recommended. Mine just says says kilometers. Okay. Mm -hmm. What is an acceptable amount of kilometers to exceed their recommendation to come in for an oil change? Oh, I mean... It depends on um, the type of driving you're doing. Like, if you're doing city driving and you're yeah. just going a couple of blocks, yeah, right, um, maybe like a thousand, okay, right, okay. But if you're doing that thousand, yeah, could also be used if you were doing like heavy, like highway driving, right? For example, okay. Like, I would say if I'm doing heavy highway driving and I go a thousand, yeah, over, yeah. Maybe I should take it in. I thought right? it's you wait till, or like, you know, when it starts to smell and smoke and like when you're burning oil. Like, I thought that's when it's. But what is the, what is the far. acceptable amount to go over with where, 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 like my well, car, else, like, like. It depends on the engine that you have right. and the type of, because I know it's an older truck. You went for a yes. specific model. So it's a 2010. Yeah. So right? the engine might be a little bit different. Okay. The oil that the, your engine sure. uses might be a little bit different okay. from something that's a, a little bit newer. Yeah. So I would maybe talk to the mechanic. Okay. But what is an acceptable amount of kilometers to go over? I don't know because it depends on all those things, all those things that I just said, the type of driving that you're doing, the type of engine that you have, the type of oil that you're. Okay. So let let me ask you this then. Yes. Is 16,000 kilometers an acceptable amount of kilometers to be over the recommendation? You should. (laughs) The answer to that is <laughs> The answer to that is, huh? You gonna be and walking? The car still soon. works, right? Yeah, it still runs, no problems. But, yeah. And you're still doing like city and highway driving? Absolutely. Going to the cottage on the yeah, weekends? Yeah, absolutely, stuff? all the time. How have you not? <laughs> I didn't even look. How have you? I didn't not... look. Okay, I didn't look. Question. <laughs> yeah. Very important. Oh yes. my god, I feel like my father right now. Okay. Talking so the, to so me as a young man. The question is: about 16, car kilometers, an acceptable no. amount of kilometers to be over the recommended kilometers to get my oil changed. You should. Uh, okay. In this time, from the last <laughs> time you got your oil change, yes, up until this conversation right now, right, have you checked your oil? Like, have you lifted up the hood, taken out the dipstick, yes, and looked at the oil? Yes. What does the oil look like? like and when oil. was the last? It looks time? like oil. It looks like oil. Is it like a lighter brown nah, or is it's it like, like sludgy? Medium. No, it's not really sludgy. It's just it doesn't look nice. You mean but you can actually read? Like they they can read? I thought they just do that to look like they're to doing cool. something. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I did it to look cool, but I also learned something. Um, um, so that's my question: Is sixteen thousand kilometers an acceptable amount of kilometers to go I, over the recommended kilometers from? I'm oil not change? a mechanic. Yes. Right. Okay. But I would recommend you mm, you get an oil change yeah. as soon as possible. Okay. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz's truck needs a hail mary Just right now. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting so many texts. Okay. So uh, the, the question was, what is the acceptable amount of kilometers to go over the recommended kilometers when somebody suggests an oil change? When they put that sticker up there and they mm-hmm. put down the kilometers on the uh, on the sticker and then you look at your odometer and you're like, I am over by whatever. Mm-hmm. And because I realized that I'm over by like 16K, like 16,000 kilometers over what the recommendation was so yeah. is that, that you, that's like two oil changes you ran okay, right i know am i like 60, am i still in the gray like am i a gray you're, area listen, now? i'm no expert right yeah 
Uh, I don't think I would never go anything over a thousand. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um. Fortunately, in my vehicle, I have a Honda Pilot. There's mm-hmm. a gauge like on the display that tells you percentage wise how much oil is left in the car. Oh, right. And then I'll also get a notification saying, "Hey, you're due for maintenance." Mm-hmm. Right. Can I just throw some more oil in it? Um. No. Oh. No, I would recommend getting an oil change. Yeah. Uh, before we get to the phones, because I have oil in the car, I wouldn't. No. I would just swap it out, okay. fresh. Sure, fresh, yeah, man, you're fresh. right. Who got time for that, though, man? You do. You, I do not, you, uh, sir. You do yeah. one radio show. You quit the TV <laughs> <Sir>. show, right? <laughs> so you have after this show all not. day, no. right? You have the but entire day. I gotta do, man. I don't have. No, you have nothing to do. Okay. You can't use that excuse anymore. No. You quit your other job. You watch literally everything on. I don't Netflix. watch TV during the day. You watch everything. No. That's, so what are you doing that's, during that's the day? Lies. Nothing. You're sitting there doing no, nothing. That's lies. You leave here. No. You go home. You're slandering me right now. Right? For God's your sake. Your kids in school during no, the day. No, no. I am being besmirched. Your fiance right now. is my working is during the day. Eviscerated. You are in front of my peers and nobody is. Sticking up for all me. day, sir. This is absolute madness. I am, I feel attacked right now. Uh, text us, we just got here on the Razamoka text line. Okay. Anyway, mm-hmm. The most you should be going on an oil change is based on the oil you were using. If you're using synthetic oil, you can oh, go shut up. get up yes. to 7,000. Okay. It's good news. I've only doubled that. If you're using normal, they all recommend you to come in and change your oil at 5,000 kilometers. Roz, are you going to take any of this advice? I'm trying. No, he's I not. Just, I, we know that. I'm trying. Yeah, Somebody else know. said Roz's truck is fighting for its life. <laughs> <laughs> Roz, you're nuts. 16,000 over? Shut that up. comes from Landon. Okay. Whatever, Landon. You shouldn't treat your truck like you treat your body. <laughs> no, I treat my truck like you treat your body, Maury. Oh, good one. <laughs> my truck's hanging on for its life like Maury's belt. <laughs> <laughs> What do you want to say? Uh, well, I was listening to your conversation about uh, the engine oil there. Yeah. I'm a red steel mechanic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it depends if you're keeping the vehicle or if it's a lease or you're buying it or whatever. Because some benzes, like for instance, they'll, they'll say to go to like 20,000 kilometers for an oil change. And being a mechanic, when you drain that oil, uh, like four liters will come out of it. But when you originally started, you get nine liters. So where those five liters of oil go? So the question is, do you listen to the oil life monitor or do you change your regularly to preserve the engine? Because if you're buying that vehicle, then it's going to go to the scrapyard. Okay. And <laughs> everything you just I, said, sir, know, went man. right over his head. Can I just tell you one thing? Okay, listen, yeah. just get it this way. 5,000 conventional, 10,000 synthetic, you don't go over. Yeah. And and then, unless you don't care about the car. And if you're you at 16,000 over. Mm-hmm. The yeah, one yeah, yeah. No. thing that could happen <laughs> to you, and this happened to me, I, I on one of my older cars, yeah. I didn't know that there was an oil leak. Yeah. And it was a pretty bad oil leak. Oh, and damn. all the oil had drained out of oh, the engine, okay, right? Yeah. Yeah. When there's no oil in your engine, your car will bearing. seize up. Yeah. And, bearing, yeah. and, and it'll it'll... It'll die. That's unfortunate. And it will cost you an astronomical amount of money to fix. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's not the amount of money it would cost. It's Make not even worth time. it. Mm-hmm. You have it's to you gotta get rid of the, the car mm-hmm. and get yeah. it. Especially when we're driving Range Rovers and Jag I'm not driving like a Jag, yeah. man, okay? <laughs> Listen, dude. Great. All right. <laughs> Enough. I know times are tough, you know, but Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah well, thank, that's thanks. That's the rule of thumb. Five or ten. Okay. Five for conventional. Five. Right. And he's at 16. Shut right up. We don't need yeah, to keep saying that number. Keep saying that number. Thanks for the call, bro. Okay. Cheers, buddy. Later. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I got to play you this guy who just beat the Guinness Book of World Records for hand clapping. We've talked about this before. The previous record was held by a guy named Eli Bishop, who held the world record for clapping his hands 1,103 times in a single minute. Dalton Meyer, who's 20, clapped his hands 1,140 times in a single minute. Sorry, what was the previous record? 1,103. And he did? 1,140. Got the young wrist. So Eli Bishop was the one who created the technique of wrist clapping. Now, if you remember, wrist clapping is when you take your two hands like Uh this, everybody. Yeah. Right? You put the the butts of your wrists together. Yeah. And then you slide your hands up and like back and forth. Right? Yeah. That's how you do it. Now, when Eli broke the world record, it took him two turn two times to try and break the world record That's before. It? Two times because the friction on his wrists from wrist clapping started to wear away the skin on his wrists. Oh. So he had to stop and try again at another time. So if you're wondering what it sounds like to hear somebody clap 1140 times in a single minute here is Dalton Myers world record attempt I'm rolling All right, you ready? Yep. All right, here we go. Wait, 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 wait. Oh my god. Oh my that doesn't sound like clapping. That's clapping. <laughs> that sounds like somebody drumming. <laughs> no, that's not clapping. That sounds like something else. It really does sound like drumsticks, like on a table. No. But it sounds like that wheel that you spin with the thing on Remember it. when you put a hockey card in your back wheel and it would hit the spokes? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good one. I mean, no, I'm too young for that. But then you have to, like... To sustain this pace. <laughs> also, how do they verify this? Do they slow it down and then so, count them individually? Listen to them. I think it was way better than last time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely perfect. You nailed it exactly. Okay. Show right. this to the camera right here. So, exactly wow. to the millisecond. Wow, way to go, Dalton. Okay, so that is what he clapped 1,140 times in 60 seconds. Even so, if I were to slow it down, yeah. right? So slow it down. Like, that's, go- that's going at half speed. That's wow. half speed. Yes, yeah, so- And even that is fast. That's too fast. Right? At half speed. At half speed, it sounds like this. At regular speed, it sounds like this. Like, come on. Okay. I think they record the audio and just, they literally just. That's what I count They have the to go lines. in. Yeah. yeah, they have yeah. to go in and count. Yeah. You can visually count the lines. What were you saying, Deepa? I, does this not sound dirty to anybody else? No. Like, no, not at okay. all. No. All right. No. Never mind. It what, sounds like total. What, what, does, what does it sound like? No, no. I. 
No, it's it not normal. Sound like, it, it, it sounds like clapping, yeah, exactly like say, a hand <laughs> clapping to me. Why don't you say what it sounds like, Deepa, while your mom and dad are listening right now? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. It, it reminds sounds me of like church like... clapping, not going to lie. Yeah. It, it reminds, <laughs> oh, yeah. that's not. So okay. it, reminds, it reminds Shem of church. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Um, now that you say that, Shem sort of reminds me of church, too. Mocha? Go. Church? Church yeah. all the way. Mori? Church? Absolutely. Synagogue. Okay, Deepa? Mm, th- uh, <laughs> okay, stop it, Deepa. Stop it. Stop it. So put your wrist together real quick. Hold on. I got to take off all my jewelry, yeah. my rings, okay. my watch. Okay. 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 Mocha, you're going to you're gonna try this. So, okay. by the way, this is the guy, uh, uh, Dalton Meyer, broke the world record for hand clapping. In one minute, he clapped 1,140 times, and he does wrist clapping. So you put your, your the, 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 like the, the, the bottom, the your bottom side together? of your wrist together, and then literally you're just like moving your hands back and forth. Just slide in. A, in a clapping way. Okay, ready? Get ready for this like record that. to be broken, y'all. Okay, so Mocha okay, ready? in three. Hold on, let me get my phone out to count. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so in three, two, one, go. No, you're rubbing. You're rubbing. There's no clapping. You're just rubbing. No, you're just rubbing. All you're doing is rubbing. You're just rubbing. No, it's clapping. No, there's there's no there's no there's no clapping. You're just rubbing. You're just hands warm. You're just rubbing. Did anybody start the timer? Because I didn't. I, I didn't. Either. Okay. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, I, bro- I broke it. I broke okay. the record. You did not break anything. I, nothing. You broke nothing. Uh, anybody else? You want to? Anybody else want to give it a give it a try? Deepa. Oh God. Okay. Fine. Okay. You know what you're doing? Yeah. Like. Okay. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> That, if you want to talk about something that looks dirty, Deepa, that, that looks dirty. Yeah. I would not do, oh, don't, no. okay, listen. Yo, Deepa's dad texting me right now. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to talk to you after the show. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is, my question is, got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hello, Amy. It's Roz and Mocha. Hi, Roz. Hi, Mocha. How Hello. are you guys? Oh, we are good. Uh, thank you for taking time to join us today. Why don't you tell everyone why you're here? Um, so, guys, how do you stay positive and strong after a dog has been stolen? Oh, how do you stay positive after your dog was stolen? Uh, Yura says, Razamoka fixed my life. My dog Cooper was stolen in September during our family road trip to Montreal. Uh, since then, it feels weird going back to my parents' house. We are all devastated and still trying our best to search for him. I have been trying so hard to stay strong, but I know we're all feeling worried for each other. My parents are not really speaking or expressing their feelings and emotions. I think I am doing a good job to make sure they don't feel bad and not sure if getting a new dog for my mom will help her go through this. Uh, It doesn't mean we are giving up on Cooper. Um, That's terrible. Like, what was the situation where somebody stole the dog? Yeah, so what happened was um, we were supposed to be there for four days. And the day before we were supposed to leave, my mom and I went to a spa in the morning. So it was just my dad with Cooper walking back to the hotel. And for some reason, he thought it was okay to leave him outside while he went to Martin's to get a quick coffee. Mm. Two minutes later, he came out. He was gone. Wow. So was Cooper tied up anywhere? Yes, he was tied up on a pole. Is there a, a possibility that Cooper could have escaped from where he no, was because tied up? We, no, because we saw the footage. Oh. A woman ran to him and literally took him and ran. Oh, my oh God. My God. How is yeah. this not all over social media? 
It is. Uh, we have thousands of share, um, but it's mainly in Montreal because that's where it happened. Yeah. Yeah. We report to the police. Um, we got a lot of good scenarios checking and posting posters everywhere. We've been back and forth. It has been a nightmare. And he's 10 years old. We had him when he was a baby. Yeah. Aww. Girl, I'm so sorry you guys have to go through this. It, yeah. I, I think that this is even, when, especially with a dog, it's it's almost tougher to go through your dog being stolen than to go through your dog dying. Mm-hmm. You know, like... Yeah. Because you, you, you get so much, like unanswered questions yeah 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 and and because we've talked to so many people that have lost a dog and a cat which is that they're family members right Mm -hmm. and and the advice that uh, you know we will often give is don't feel bad for immediately running out and getting a new animal because it doesn't mean you love that one any less but there's an energy and a vibe that those things provide in a house and you can fill that void and and it's and there's nothing wrong with it right there's absolutely nothing wrong with it giving you more things to love is always going to be a good thing um, but with something like this, it's it's hard because you don't you're still looking, and I understand the feeling of well, maybe if we move on, does it feel like we've given up looking? Yeah, that's tough. You need like uh, like you need some badass like Liam Neeson or like Mel Gibson or something like that to John Wick. John Wick. So go do find you, your dog. What are your What are your parents saying throughout all of this? Are you guys all talking uh, about Cooper well, still and like trying to to figure out how to get him back or if the police in Montreal can can be of any further assistance? So ever since it happened, my husband and I have been going back and forth to Montreal on the weekend, yeah. um, been sharing in different groups in Montreal. Uh, we were interviewed by Global Montreal. It was aired on the news. Yeah. Um, but the problem right now is that my dad doesn't really talk about the situation much, and he, I know he feels bad about it because mm-hmm. technically he lost our dog. Um, my mom, whenever they're together, they don't really talk about it. And when I'm there, I feel like I have to be the strong one and always give out good news, positive news, such as, you know, there's so many people helping. The ones giving up on Cooper were still actively looking for the women since the police is not really doing anything. Yeah. Um, but it's just that you can see in their eyes that they're devastated but they're not really showing the emotion yeah different so people I don't know geez different people go through ex- the exact same situation in many different ways like you are very sort of like emotion facing right like you have no mm-hmm. problem expressing you want to keep the conversation going but other people don't they're just not those types of people and it's not surprising that it's your parents who are you know a little bit older where they're not the ones that want to sit around and cry about the dog all day um, and this may be a way for them to, you know, I know that you are still optimistic about finding the dog, but maybe they're not. And maybe one of the reasons why they're quiet around you is because they don't share your optimism and they're glorious parents who don't want to hurt you. And they don't want to sort of like spit their truth your way, which is we should just sort of let the dog go unless some sort of miracle happens. Um, and maybe they're not expressing their feelings to save your feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I would just leave them like I, I shouldn't. Yeah, try. I think if they want to talk about it, they'll yeah. leave it up to them to bring it up with you. Okay. Like they know what your stand is and they know that you are you know, more than open to to discussing things. Um, at this point, my opinion, I don't think you need to bring another dog into the house. I think you can keep doing what you're doing to find to find Cooper. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what we can do to help. Like we have a lot of people that listen to this show uh, across the country. Yeah. 
fans in, in Montreal included. So if you want to share, if you have like a social media account that you're sharing information on uh, on Cooper, like feel yeah. free to, to say that right now. Maybe we can get some more eyes, some more ears out there in Montreal to uh, to get Cooper back to you guys. Yeah, so he has a page. It's called Finding Cooper um, on Facebook. Okay. And Finding Cooper underscore MTL on IG, but um, most of the information is on Facebook. Okay, so perfect. if everybody can share that, that'll be great. Thank you okay. so much. Yeah. Thank you, Thank Amy. you Amy. Sorry that you guys are going through this. Thank you. I don't yeah. know if maybe like talking about it helped a little bit, but um, yeah, we're sending you so much love. Yeah, I, I was just worried about if I'm handling this correctly with my parents because yeah. I don't feel like, I don't want them to feel like I'm not talking about it. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't care or... Mm-hmm. You know, I mm-hmm. think that they so, know that you care, and I think okay. that they know that you are again doing my best. You're doing mm-hmm. your best, yeah. And if they want to talk to you about it, they they know that they can. I shouldn't force it. No, okay, no, no, all right. No, I would okay, not. thanks, Amy. Okay, thank okay, you so love. much. All right, take care. Oh. Bye. Roz and Mocha's fix my life on Kiss. Uh, the U.S. National Park Service is warning people to stop licking toads in the wild. What? Well, what are so, Yes, about? because there's some toads where their gland secretion is like a psychedelic uh, substance bro, that can create a hallucinogenic. That what? word is secretion? so... That's what, it, that's what it means. It secretes an hallucinogen. Uh-huh. And people... Haven't you ever heard those stories before where like people lick toads and then they get high and they go on these trips? I didn't think that people did that anymore. Oh, they do. Special kind of toad. Though. Yes. So the, the agency said that the creature is far from harmless as it contains a potent toxin that can make people sick if they touch it or get the poison in their mouth. They say oh. these toads have a prominent... Uh, paratoid glands that secrete a potent toxin it can make you sick if you handle the frog or get the poison in your mouth as we say with most things you come across in a national park whether it be a banana slug an unfamiliar mushroom or a large toad with glowing eyes in the dead of night please refrain from licking what the hell is a banana toad or a I don't banana, a banana slug. slug. I don't know. Look it up right a now. A slug that's like the size of a banana. That is gross. Is it? Is it the color of banana, or you think it's the size of a banana? I'm gonna say it's oh. the Are people size out there banana. licking slugs the size Hold of bananas? What's it called? Banana. It's called a banana slug. Uh, licking like or swallowing okay. can lead to uh, numbness of the mouth and throat, as well as oh severe and life-threatening effects on the heart as a result of the uh, uh, digoxin-like <laughs> compound. What does it look like? What does a it banana? Like what does a banana, banana slug look like? It really does look like a banana. It does, eh? Yeah, and they're is huge. It, is it, is it look, they're pretty big. Like in the palm of your hand, oh, they'll fit oh, like right, like the length you from like your that? index finger to your wrist. But I guess people are licking those, huh? Gross. Right look. to get high. And you what lick did you the say? whole thing? Did you say? I think you might have to lick the whole thing. Yeah. Like, no. Not just the like a part of it. I think you have to like lick the whole thing. Wouldn't you just have to lick a little part, or do you have to put your tongue along I, I, the whole thing? I, I, I'm not. I'm no expert on, on that. I, I In Roz's spare time, I, uh, I don't know. I mean, you're you're saying all these big words. I thought like, you've done I, your reading. No, I I don't know. I don't know. I know that people just lick licking toads in national parks to get Ooh. high, though. And would you say paratoid? a paratoid? A paratoid. Paratoid. What? Teens. It Banana slug, unfamiliar mushrooms, yeah. or large toads with glowing mm-hmm. eyes in the dead of the night. Please Gross. refrain from licking. That's what they said. Gross. Um, but it's the uh, it's the psychedelic substance that uh, secretes 
from their um, glands that everybody goes uh, into the forest looking for a hallucinogenic trip. No. So they're out there. Oh, I'm so grossed out lick, right now. Licking, by all licking of this. toads and slugs. Oh, and you are, huh? Disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, no thanks. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. You just, uh, right before we went on the radio, you were like, I'll be right back. And I don't know what you do. You put your coat on, you like grab something, and then you took off outside to go and look at the moon. Mm. What'd you see? Were you going to take a picture? I grabbed my camera. Oh, okay. I got a special lens. Yeah. Because the uh, total lunar eclipse. This is the uh, the Earth, the sun, and the moon are all uh, mm-hmm. aligned to create the perfect blood moon. Mm-hmm. So the last lunar eclipse until 2025. I know. So what'd you see? Anything? So I have an app on my phone. Yeah. That I can like point up at the sky and see the exact position of the moon. Okay. Which I did. Yes. And then I got get outside of the building and yeah. I get my bearings and I'm like, okay, I have to go this way. Right. The problem is we're surrounded at the Razamoka Studios. We're surrounded by buildings. I know. Right? Yeah. And all these buildings have all the lights on. So you can't see anything. So I walk right. for blocks. Did right? You? Yeah. I walk like that way. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So yeah, far. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's just buildings. Okay. And then, and then I had to get back here in time. And then I get here. And right before I was like, because it bothers me that I didn't get a of picture. Course. Of course. Right? Because I like all that stuff. Yeah. Um. And then I realized I needed to go to get a clear picture of the moon. Mm-hmm. I needed to go two blocks that way. The other the way. opposite way. Yes. And down one block. And there's this bridge. Right. And there's no buildings. Yeah blocking your view and i'd be able to see right. and so maury's out there right like now damn nothing it. damn it maury are you out there hey how's it going good where are you like can you see it at all or no do you want me to lie or no no what are you talking about why oh, would we want well, you to lie be, and be like oh my god it's so beautiful but no i don't see it oh have you looked <laughs> yeah i'm looking I, i'm but like do you know which like way a, to go do you know which way yeah do you, do you have any idea which way like, to did go you just hear everything i said i had an app on my phone i know the exact location of the moon you were saying uh, you were saying you i went this for? way how long, have you, how long have you been outside for five minutes and why haven't you not like gone looking for it i am looking i'm cricking my head like through buildings it's the moon i'm looking up i look crazy you don't look it's it's an eclipse you don't look crazy there's no one else up here looking up. Okay, just keep, just go oh, find that's the moon. What I should have done. I just saw. Excuse on me, the news, have you seen the moon? A bunch of people. Yeah, ask yeah. around for the moon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> ask somebody. Ask more people saw, if they found the moon. People were set up <laughs> yeah. along the water, yeah. and they all have their cameras and the tripods. Oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man. If you do, if you I see anybody taken else, the morning off. More. Ask them if they if they've uh, asked them directions to the moon. Okay. Do you know why the moon is cooler than you and I? No, I don't need to know that. Why? Oh, because it's out all night. Okay, cool. Um, is there anybody else? Yo, no, there's nobody here. Winded. Aren't I know, you walking? I know. Two, three oh, steps. He's so somebody windy. now. Okay. okay. Ask him for directions to the moon. Okay. Ask him, how, can I, how can I get to the moon? Okay. Where's, where's the moon? Excuse me. Quick question for you. Yeah. Whew. Can I get the directions from you to uh, the moon? The moon? Yes. Yeah. No, I can't. Okay. What are the directions to the moon? Okay, ask him where the moon is. I don't know. Just ask him where the up? moon is. Just ask him. No. It's supposed to be uh, up, but uh, it's supposed to be uh, red or orange today. Yes, he knows. Do you know where it is? No, I've been looking around. I see, can't. you don't look crazy. Help each Everybody's other? out there doing it. Well, let me see. Yeah. Oh, we're going to help each other. Yes. Do you want to hold hands? <laughs> no. No, he doesn't. No. No. Oh, that's Ask if you can get a piggyback ride. Yeah, yeah. Say, I'm winded. Can, can I get pig- a piggyback? I, I'm out of breath. Can we piggyback ride? 
Oh, I'm too old. I'm uh, 76. Oh, I'm getting there. Ask him if he needs a piggyback. Maury, ask him if he needs a piggyback. Here, get on my back. No. Oh. (laughs) Well, I'll take care of your legs. Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh. Do you see it? It's a star. Do you see the moon? Not yet. Not yet. Oh, wait. It's right there. Look. Did you see it? Yes. Was it worth it? Get him yeah. to describe it, Maury. Okay, have a good day. Get him to yeah. describe it. Ah, Maury. Maury, get oh, him to describe, describe it. Describe the moon. Well, it's around. It's uh, orange. <laughs> Is it beautiful? Yes. Is it, do you wish you were there? Uh, no. <laughs> tell him your moon joke. Tell him yeah, your moon joke. Oh, hey, why is the moon cooler than you and me? Because it's out all night. Yes, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> ask, him if he needs, ask him if he needs a piggyback to work. Do you need a piggyback ride to work? I'm years old. I'm doing my morning walk. Oh, okay. I know a lot of 80-year-olds that work. Hey, Hazel McCallion still works. Oh, good for God's sake. Leave Hazel's name yeah, on your I know. <laughs> Okay, we saw the moon. How was it? How was it? How was it? It's beautiful. It's orangey red. Is and... it? Like, is it a full, yeah. like, orange? Yeah, it is, eh? Full orangey red. I don't think I'll ever see that again. Okay. Make you sure. will. In two will years. I? Yeah. You know? Yeah. In yeah. three years, actually. Three. Yeah, you will. Okay. It will. It will happen. It will happen again. Noah, there's no guarantee you're going to be around for it more. <laughs> Based on how winded you got looking for this one. That guy may be out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll still be around before you are, bro. Yeah, get the 80 year old's number four so we can call him next time. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Remember that crazy story last week of uh, that went out saying that Snoop smokes like 75 to 150 blunts a day? Yeah, because he hired a roller, and that's how many she rolls. Mm-hmm. Um, here is his roller um, talking to a radio show out in Australia. This is exactly what she said, okay? And her mm-hmm. name, by the way, is Renegade Piranha. <laughs> Come on now. Okay. And so how how many joints would you do a day on average? Um, on average a day, I do about a quarter pound to like a half pound a day, which seems excessive. So that's roughly <laughs> like 75 to 150 like units per day. Yeah. And does that he is that a lot of people hand. around him or is that just for Snoop? <laughs> If it's not just so I also I no, I, I have other clients as well. Um I work oh. for Kid Cuddy as well. Yep. Yeah, um, be, yeah, also a couple of yeah, I have a couple other clients as well that I um that I have as full time clients. Okay, so she doesn't specifically say in that interview that Snoop Dogg is the one person that smokes seventy five to hundred. So she's not exclusive to Snoop. I thought she no. was exclusive to Snoop. So I don't know why the story then got out. That well, because it's believable. That's why. Because Snoop smokes so much weed, <laughs> right. right? So then Snoop on his IG posted. Oh. He did two posts yeah. about this story, okay. right? Okay. Um, and he says, uh, this B word is conning you, man. Right? Oh. And then another post of a video, and he's got 10 roaches, already smoked blunts, yeah. right? On the table. And he says this. said I smoked. 450 thousand. This is all in a day's work. Stop lying. I'm gonna smoke all that weed in one day. What am I, machine? This is the roaches. 
See, roaches. <laughs> okay, so he had he had what ten? Ten. 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 Okay. Yeah. But the reason when that story came out, where Snoop's personal roller rolls 150 joints, 125 joints a day, yeah. and everybody was like, "Man, does Snoop uh, smoke that much? Maybe he does." The the reason we believe that was because it's believable, and I'm not saying that it's believable in the sense that like some human being could do it, but if any human being could do it, it's going it, to be Snoop. It's either there's three names that come to mind for me, right? If you said like this which person smokes 125 joints a day which i don't even think there's enough hours in a day to smoke 125 no. joints in a day it's going to be like the three names that come to my mind i'm thinking snoop mm -hmm. seth rogan yes willie nelson sure right oh i forgot about willie <laughs> right yeah, like, yeah 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 those yeah, are the three the those are the sort of three <laughs> the, great the greats right <laughs> those are the three greats that we know of yeah. who could possibly handle that much so the reason we believed that snoop was because it was believable but 10, I guess, is what he's saying. 450, that This is all in a day's work. Stop lying. I'm going to smoke all that weed in one day. What am I, a machine? This is the roaches. See? Roaches. So how many were there, did you say? There were 10, 10 on the table. 10. Yeah. Okay. So, but here's the thing, though. Like, yeah. the way he's talking about it, like, he's pretty upset, right? <laughs> yes. Like, does that mean she no longer works for him? That's why he could talk that way? Interesting. Or does she still work for him and he's just like putting her on blast interesting yeah and i don't think that it was clear maybe it wasn't clear maybe she hasn't changed what she said because she clarified it in that clip that we just played which is she i didn't know that she had multiple clients yes and so they were asking her like i guess how many do you roll in a day and she was like i roll you know about a pound 75 to 125 joints and we only thought that she was rolling for snoop because she talked about how she basically had to audition for the role of snoop's yes. blunt roller but we didn't know she had other clients. And I thought that she was literally sitting in Snoop's living room doing this. But it sounds like she does this at home mm -hmm. and then delivers. Distributes, sure. Right? Like good food, yes. right? Here <laughs> you go. Whatever, here's whatever, your supply right? for the day. Here's your, yeah, here's your, here's your supply. Here's what I got for you. If there's any leftovers, let me know. I'll give you less tomorrow. We can even it sure. out at the end of the week kind of thing. Uh, but... But the story was like I don't know if she didn't maybe she didn't even change her her side of the story. We just we just all believed day. it because it was believable. Friggin' Snoop Dogg, huh? Right. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I don't remember what I ate last. Oh, I had steak again last night. I've been oh, on a steak kick lately. Yeah. I went, again is it like, again this week, bro? Uh, yeah, I had steak a couple days ago. I went a long time without having steak. Okay. I was off red meat for a while. Mm -hmm. Thought it was uh, binding me up. But, but it wasn't. Uh, no, so it wasn't. Back on the steak. Yeah, I'm back on it, man. Now, do you like like big, thick steaks, <sighs> or are you more of a uh, flavorful but mm, smaller steak, and then load up with sides? Okay, okay, okay. No, I didn't. Uh, what did I have? What did I make last night? I made uh, um, I made uh, parm fries. Yeah. Some uh, some fries with some fresh parm on top. Mm -hmm. mm, That'll back delicious. you up. Delicious. Yeah, I know that's not good. Right? The and then, cheese. If you're, you, if you're trying to figure out what's backing know, you up, I know. Don't load up on cheese, I, man. I know. Listen, you. Okay, <laughs> don't tell me what to eat. <laughs> but you know what I do when I'm at home is I go to the grocery store. Like if I make steak at home, yeah. I, listen, I I love the cake, right? Uh huh. There's no doubt. Uh, but it's too expensive. Like ever going out to dinner right now is just too expensive. Of course. Right? Like steak, like $42 for a steak or whatever yeah. the hell. Like, and then like you add tip. Charged. And then tip on top of that, right? Um, so what I do is I go and I get those, I go to the bakery section of the grocery store and I buy one of those like little round buns, mm -hmm. right? And then I fire that in the oven and then I cut it into four like mm -hmm. they do with the keg. And then I make my own whipped butter. Mm, 
Okay. Right? You know the butter at the keg? It's amazing. It's the best thing in the world, yeah. right? You know that that's like butter, salt, and milk, and you whip it together? And honey, right? Do no. Add honey to no, that no. Just like They used to butter. have a honey butter. I'd never, oh, I'd so never made whipped butter before up until like last year, and I started making it myself. Yeah. And it's the, it's super weird. Like, Bro, how are you not bloated? See, I what? I look at me. I'm so bloated right now. Yeah, whipped butter with bread. Yes. And then parm yeah. fries. Oh, but whipped butter, <laughs> and though. And then the steak. Whipped butter at home. Sure. Like, what am I, the mayor? <laughs> right? Welcome you to gotta be kidding me. Who uh, does that? Me. Yeah. It's because okay. I love my family, right? I make mm. my family whip butter at home. So I had that, but I had, but I was just like the keg though, because I made too much, like at, at least at the keg, right? Yeah. When they bring you whipped butter, uh-huh. right? They're like, okay, what is it? Four people at this table, three people at this table. Okay. We're going to ration it out. This is how much whipped butter four people should be eating. Yeah. But when you're at home, the cuffs are off. There's no rules. Yes. I made a container of whipped butter. Just cover me in it. Oh, oh God. <laughs> we could have had a fight with it and still had leftovers. Jeez. <laughs> Right? Like, we could have covered Again, each other. Yeah, you're asking right what's backing you up. So, anyway, uh, back to the steak. What do I do? you like a thick steak? Um, Yeah. You I do, do, huh? I yeah, like a yeah. Big, yeah. Thick steak. Yeah, yeah. However, it depends on what fixins are on the side. Okay, so what kind right? of. Because what do you... if I'm doing like steak with like mashed potatoes mm. and a salad and yeah. like another veg, right. I may have a smaller steak, but okay. still flavorful. And just. Salt and pepper, maybe a little bit of garlic. Right. Steak, and that's it. I made mash yesterday for Roxy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do. What is your uh, potato to butter ratio when you're making mashed potatoes? Oh, give me all of it. All of it. Mm-hmm. Like I use. I like a creamy mashed potato. I use one. St- you know, like when you buy the four pack of butter mm-hmm. and it comes in the box. Yeah. And there's the four sticks in it. Let me guess. You put all four. No, I use one stick for every two potatoes. So basically all four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, yeah. you want to know what's no, backing no, you it's up? Not, that's not the problem. That's not my problem. It's nerves. Okay, that's what's oh, backing me up. Is that what yes, it it's is? It's anxiety. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Does the uh, time change affect you at all? Whenever the clocks like go forward or back? Well, for like a day. Yeah. I was reading this thing saying that uh, people should be adjusted to daylight savings time. Uh, two days after the clocks have changed, it usually takes people. Like two and a half days. I highly disagree with that. The sun going down earlier freaked me out last night. I was out with the dog. I, think you I thought got it was scared. Well, I, I thought it was eight p.m. It was only five thirty. I know. I had to make the girls' dinner at five last night, but it's dark. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> usually, usually, um, from everything that I've you know sort of read and researched, and the amount of travel that I've done, um, it takes one day per hour of time change to adjust. Mm-hmm. Right, you you should be like if you go to L.A., you're gonna be a mess. Three days, three hours, and then you're and then you're good. Then to you're go. good. Yeah, That's why my you, entire trip to, to Israel was entirely ruined because of the the uh, jet lag. What's the time difference? Like four or five hours? But it's like yeah, twelve hour flight or something like that, and it's twelve. What? Yeah. Would you fly around the world? <laughs> like, <laughs> twelve hours. Why did it take you twelve hours to fly to the Azores? I don't know. Uh, no, I, Israel. Oh, Israel. Oh, I thought you said Portugal. No, oh, Israel. Oh, Israel. In yeah, nineteen ninety two. I'm still recovering. Well, yeah, plane. Yeah, you get a nineteen. Jeez, man, traveling in nineteen ninety two was a different thing. You had to connect all over the joint. Uh, so what are they saying that it that because they, here's so they did a they did a survey. And they asked yeah. two thousand people how long it takes for them to adjust. Right? right, and the average answer was 
66 hours. So that's two hours, almost three that's three crazy. days. Two hours. That's crazy. Sorry, two days and 18 hours. That's crazy. I thought we were uh, getting rid of the time change. We're supposed to. We're waiting right now. I think it's for Eastern U.S. To... Yeah, it's, it, nothing's going to happen without um, Ontario, Quebec, and then New York, right? And as soon yeah. as, as soon as that happens, then, then we're good to go. Um, but I'm like... I think we're getting close, though. I understand when people get messed up in the spring when you mm-hmm. lose an hour but in the fall when i hear people are like the time change messing me up i'm like how you gained an hour how are you messed up how did it screw you up like i, I don't think get- maybe because when you wake up for a lot of people the uh, like us waking up about a us. little bit earlier yeah no yeah. Uh, um waking up and it still being like pitch black outside like for us that's every day right so yeah. forget us, but like the average person, if somebody wakes up at like 6 a.m., right? Yeah. But the Prior su- to fall, 6 a.m., the sun is kind of already rising. So it's a little bit daylight No, outside. in the fall, the sun is coming oh, up earlier after the, the time change. Yeah, no, it gets yes. darker earlier and it gets brighter yes. earlier. You get that? No. The, yes, yeah. the sun comes up earlier yes. after the fall time change. It gets darker earlier. I know it gets darker earlier. But the sun, the sun is up earlier. No. That hour. That's Yes. <laughs> In the summertime, yes, right? Yes. The sun, it starts to get light outside at like around 5.30 in the morning. Well, that's because it's the sun. That's summer. Right. Yeah. But what I'm saying, like right now, like look at it outside. Pitch black. I know, but it will be, it, like last week, the sun huh. was coming up later than what it is right now. Sure. I'm But so like if confused. this were summertime, right? Well, and you wake yeah, up now. 5 a.m. And then you wake up now. Yeah. And this, it, it's bright outside. I think Mocha's right. It gets darker earlier and it gets brighter later. No, no. How does it? What, did you squish the day? You don't no, take an hour off the top outside. and the bottom, Maury. <laughs> <laughs> but look, if you look I'm outside right now, like I'm, I'm looking outside right now. Yes. Pitch black. Yes. Okay. If mm-hmm. this were middle of July, I look outside right now, full sunshine. Of course, because it's summer. Yes. What is summer? It's, it has to do I with the know clock. That. The days are Wait, longer. I don't think you're understanding no. what I'm saying. What I'm saying is what I think messes people up is the fact that in July, you wake up right now and it's full sunshine outside. Now, in November, you're waking up right now, you look outside, it's pitch black. Right, but what I'm saying is that the days are shorter this time of year than they are in the summer. We just got a tag. All around, but right now, the sun is coming up an hour before it did before we changed the clocks last week. We just got a text. Yes. Mocha's wrong. Yes, the sun is coming up an hour. (laughs) The sun is coming up an hour earlier now. Listen, we all love summer. I love when it's still daylight out at 930. Oh, it's the best. But if we don't, but here's the thing is that if we get rid of daylight savings, we also lose that. Do you want them to cancel it Mm. where it gets darker earlier or where it gets This right now is where we will always be. Don't we get to vote? No. No. No, this right now. So if if they get rid of daylight savings and all that stuff, uh-huh. this is where it will be. So we won't spring forward in in Who whatever did that? it is. Somebody in, in, did that. Mexico. Mexico. Mexico did that. Yeah. After this time change, that's it for them. That's it for them. Do you right? mean forever it will get dark at five? Uh, no. This time of year it will. Yes. But in the summer, we will lose that be staying like that 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 uh, like that where the sun starts to go down at like nine fifteen. We will lose that. It will be eight fifteen. Oh, I'm not okay with that. Well, see, there you go, right? Well, vote, make vote, a, make a difference. Vote. Let your voice be heard. There should be a vote. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I don't want to throw.
Oh, did you guys watch? Uh, see, did you see any of the uh, Rihanna fashion show? Oh, did I ever? So th- they made it. <laughs> oh, sorry, they bad. made the. We'll get to you in a second, yeah, Sham. Inside Jesus. voice comes out sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I did not. Things. You did not. It's on Prime now, right? Yeah. So the 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 controversial sort of Johnny Depp appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't say anything. So it's just they start playing Outcasts, uh, so fresh, so clean. Oh, right. Yeah. And then you see Johnny Depp in like a forest, and he's in a forest leaning up against a tree in like silk pajamas. And then there's like shirtless guys dancing around him. And then okay. so he gets up like from leaning on the tree, and then he just starts walking through the forest towards another tree. Okay. And that's it. Oh, so it's just <laughs> Depp in the forest? Yeah, yeah. He got more Dancing work on the MTV Awards when he was yeah. flying around. Wait, did, yeah. he, didn't, he didn't say anything? No, nothing. No, did he, he look at the camera? Yeah, yeah, he's walking straight towards oh, the camera. Oh, was he in, like, Fenty PJs? Yeah, yeah. How'd yeah. they look? They looked all right, I guess. Are they right? silk? Very, yeah, I think, yeah. He was wearing, like, a like a, like a a robe and, like, I think, like, Fenty PJs and stuff. They looked comfy, Like, right? here's my question. But he did, did, sort of, like... Does Fenty make, like, stuff for dudes? Yes, yeah, yeah, I might be interested. Yeah, there's man. men's there's men's briefs. Yeah, yeah, I might they, be interested. They do, they do a lot so of stuff there's a few celebrities too. that said they weren't going to wear the briefs anymore because Johnny what? Depp was in the fashion show. Oh, <laughs> so really? Fantastic. Come on now. So I can't wear Fenty. Undies? I mean, no one will know if yeah, you wear them. Who's gonna know? Well, well, I gotta check your pants every day just to see what briefs. I mean, maybe we should start. I'll do it. I'll do it. Maybe we maybe we should start. Maybe we like undies check. Maybe we do that. No, I've never protested with my underpants before. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think there's that there's a lot of, a of, lot of like, there, I've never disagreed with something enough to say, you know what I'm going to do? No longer wear underpants. Mm-hmm. I've never, I've never felt the need to protest. with so my, outraged right yes, now. Yes, with my take under- off my undies. Because, again, the only way people would know is if you told them, uh-huh. right? By the way, yeah, not wearing your underpants right now. Like you would have to, you would have to tell people you are. But I, so people were protesting, saying they're no longer going to wear. But by posting a picture of only them in their underpants, like a super hot photo of them in their underpants, saying I'm never going to wear briefs these. Briefs or boxers? Briefs. Briefs. So they posted oh. a photo of them wearing Silk it, saying briefs? I'm never going to. No, just normal briefs. Oh God, I was going to say. So did they? Announce? Do they make silk briefs I don't, ever? I don't know. Oh yeah, 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 they, yeah do. they do. Silk briefs, yeah. really? Oh, bro, I've had them. So in... Hold right, on, thank now. you. Sean. Wait a second. Silk... Aren't they slippery? Wait a second. Hold on a second, Morgan. Like in silk, a good way. Silk briefs. Like, uh-huh. like w- they look like a regular brief with like elastic and everything else on them? Yes. Yeah. But you mean silk, silk boxers? No, no, no. Briefs. No. Briefs. briefs. Ross, Google it. Interesting. I'm not Googling. Morgan, you calm down, man. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> freaking you, you, horny you, over you, here you, all the time. I know. <laughs> You're so horny today. Why are you so horny today? Can you say that word? What? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what's the matter with you today, man. It looks super all over you me. Know, we need like a spray bottle in here. I know. Like a cat. <laughs> right? Yes. Calm down. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what we need. I need to hook that. You know what? I need to hook a hose up in the Maury's room with a foot pedal where I just like start stomping it and it sprays him in the face. <laughs> you know the what I mean? The only person not laughing is Maury. <laughs> no, I'm laughing. <laughs> uh, anyway. Anyway, so I'm very interested in, in silk because I could never wear boxers, right? Like, never. Uh-huh. You know me. Like, there's no you way. Tidy like, whiteys all day. Tidy whiteys all day. It would be like putting like uh, diapers on in, in tight jeans and stuff like that. But if they make silk briefs, Bro, I, that's a whole other story. You should get a set of silk briefs. You think so, They huh? are, man. Yo, Catherine? Yeah. Ooh. Really? How do you? All are they dry clean only? Get the you. spray bottle. Get the spray bottle. It's <laughs> <laughs> a legit. Uh, so there was a uh, Powerball winner last night. Over two billion dollars, Ross. Oh my God! One single ticket in Southern California. 
just oh, over a lot of money. two billion with a B dollar, the biggest jackpot in history. And one person got that money. That's a lot of money. So what do you do at that point with that money? How do you navigate your life? Well, in just a few minutes, we're going to talk to a guy named Timothy Schultz who won at a very young age almost $30 million. Yeah, he won Powerball. Changed his life, obviously. Mm-hmm. But like, what's um, that? We always talk about when you talk about winning the lottery. It's always like, what do you do first? Like, what's yeah. that first move? Right when you uh-huh. suddenly are a multimillionaire. Like, what is the first move? That's the fantasy conversation everybody yes. has. Uh, Timothy Schultz is going to help break us break it down with us next. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. There's a Powerball winner in the states. After three months of no one winning, someone in Southern California won two point zero four billion dollars which is like beyond life-changing. And what's it like to win a large amount like that? Powerball winner Timothy Schultz won close to 30 million bucks and is out here helping other lottery winners navigate their new world of living through his YouTube channel and podcast. Timothy Schultz, welcome to the Raza Mocha Show, man. How you doing? Hey, good, good. How are you guys doing? Good, man. Uh, question number one, since winning the Powerball in 99, 29 million bucks. Uh, how much of that money you got left over? Mm, well, I actually, so it was $28 million. Okay. <laughs> I have enough to be, enough, enough Sorry. To be I have enough to be comfortable. I'll, I'll say that. Okay. okay. So, so, so yeah. because there's a chance, I can't, I can't there's a chance, like realistically, the way, you know, we all know compound interest and everything else. There's a chance that if you won $28 million in 1999, here we are now in 2022, you could actually have more than $28 million. It is possible, although <laughs> see, I can't. <laughs> it is it is possible, absolutely. Yeah, I like the way you think. Um, did you, Timothy? Did you play the latest Powerball numbers at all? Like, do you are you still a person that will play a lottery? I play very very rarely these days. Only if something inspires me to play. Okay. Um, before I won the first time, I had a I had a. This is a crazy story. I had this really vivid dream about it a few months before and it convinced me that, I mean, it's a very real dream. And then I played and then I won. So it's very surreal when it actually happened. So that inspired me to play the first time. When you talk about winning an incredible amount of money as $28 million is and for you and Powerball um, in Canada, when we win a lottery, you don't have to pay any taxes on it. So if you win 40 mil, you get 40 mil. And what's it, what was it like in the States? So was it $28 million like after tax or did you have to pay tax on that? And I know sometimes with Powerball, it's like they try and make a deal. You can have X amount of money over 30 years or one lump sum. Like what was the jackpot amount that, that you won? And then what did you get? So in the United States on, on the Powerball and most games that I'm aware of, they do tax. There's a hefty, hefty tax, um, federal and state. The state taxes you know, vary depending upon where the state where you live. Yeah. And the federal is, you know, very substantial. And I'm not allowed to talk about exactly what I got because of a non-disclosure agreement that I signed back in 1999. But I, I can certainly say that the taxes, you know, they are substantial in the United States and it's a big difference. And I interview a lot of lottery winners from all over the world, including a couple from Canada. Yeah. Uh, one of which has won, has won Lotto Max and that person won 50 million and, and, you know, got $50 million. It, yeah. wasn't, it wasn't taxed. It's really incredible. Uh, people always talk about the first thing they would do, right? Like, what is the first thing that you would do? When you won $28 million, what was the first thing you did? <laughs> well, I was 21 years old at the oh time. My oh, my God! What? 
21? First of all, 28 mil? First of all, I'm going to applaud you. I'm going to applaud you for still being alive. Damn, man. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you very much. But the reason I preface it with that is because the first thing that I purchased was a, the latest, greatest video game system, (laughs) which was a Nintendo. Yes. (laughs) You bought a Nintendo. Nintendo NES. Oh my, wow. oh, oh, my my God. God. oh, my God. Okay. So in, in, in that time, then, if you can take us back to 99, how soon after you won the money and it was known everywhere that you're the one that won the money, um, did you have people reaching out with, like, their hands out for a payout? Oh, immediately. I, I mean, after it hit the media, it was, it was pretty instant. And most people were very supportive and positive. But there were people, I, I received stacks of letters from people asking, asking for money. So there was a learning curve involved with that. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. What, what kind of stuff were people asking? Like, what were the reasons oh, that just, people I mean, were giving you? Oh, disabilities, uh, people. I mean, a lot of, most people probably legitimately really needed money. And I felt sorry for people, but yeah. people that had disabilities were down on their luck. People that, uh, you know, one person wanted to build a church. Uh, I, I think I said something to the media about how I was very interested in film, so I received a lot of people wanting me to finance their films, so oh, that wow. sort of thing. Can, uh, can money buy happiness? I think it can buy time, which can alleviate stress. It can alleviate the stress of bills and yeah. that sort of thing. So in that sense, it can make you happier. But if you are a very unhappy person prior to winning a substantial amount of money, then you might be unhappy after or if you're happy before you might be happy after. i think it makes you a larger version of yourself i think it can magnify your personality where it, if you're into sports cars if you're into whatever you're into you might be into it on a larger level but yeah. it can create happiness as far as creating time i believe that timothy schultz you won uh 28 million bucks back in 99 before we let you go i know you have a, a popular youtube channel and podcast as well where you talk to other lottery winners what kind of advice are people coming to you for? Are they asking you how to deal with winning such a big amount of money, what to do with their money, or is it more like how do I deal with the amount of people in my life who are asking me for money? Well, it's it's all over the board. I think when you win the lottery, it's, it's sort of like a small little club, and mm-hmm. it's in the United States and in Canada, as far as I know, you don't really get to meet too many other lottery winners, so... Every, everyone is different with what, what they want to know. But I think just knowing someone that has that in common, if you have that in common with someone, it's a huge, huge thing. And, you know, how to deal with people that are asking for money, of course, is a, is a huge thing as well. And everyone deals with it differently, but, but it's real. I like when you see people who come into money that had really terrible taste before they were rich and their houses are still god-awful looking, but only they're 70,000 square feet. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> More room for crap. More room for crap. <laughs> uh, Timothy Schultz, thank you so much for joining us on the Raza Moga Show again. Uh, back in 99, you won $28 million Jeez, at man. 21 years old. You bought a brand new Nintendo NES system. Yep. And um, and now you are out here uh, helping other, I guess, lottery winners and stuff uh, through YouTube and also your podcast. Thank you very much for joining us on the Roz and Mocha Show. That's right. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. What's going on, everybody? All right. What's going on, everybody? Oh, you know. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Sorry. Hold on. Hold on. Jeez. <laughs> Might as well be here solo. No, I'm, I'm watching. <laughs> sorry. I'm watching a clip of a movie, okay, called uh, Country Roads Christmas. Okay. And, uh, okay, so who's in it? 
Um, Lanny McCauley's in it. Uh-huh. Bo Yokley's in it. Uh-huh. Lynette Ware's in it. Mm-hmm. Damn it, Maury Sherman's in it. Stop it. What? Okay. No. Maury's in a Christmas movie? You're yeah. in a Christmas no. movie? So Maury got, Maury got another role. So Maury has done roles before. Uh, he's done Pretty Hard Cases, Hudson and Rex, Frankie Drake Mysteries, Murdoch Mysteries, Private Eyes, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you have clips over there from other performances Maury has done? Yeah, let's go okay. back to, uh, you mentioned Murdoch Mysteries. Yes. The station hasn't received a single call today. Not one complaint. No littering, no loitering, not even any lollygagging. And that's bad? It's not right. Best of the day to you, Inspector. See? <laughs> okay, so that was more at the end, yeah. right? Yeah, this part right Best here. of the day to you, Inspector. Spent no. all day on set just for this. <laughs> Best of the day to you, Inspector. <laughs> really good scrambled eggs on that set. And they put him in, like, wardrobe, and they slicked his hair all back and everything yeah. else, right? And like this is the line he got. Best of the day to you, Inspector. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, let's go real quick to Frankie Drake Mysteries. Morning, Winnie. <laughs> Morning, Ollie. Oh, keeping busy, I see. You know what they say about idle hands. Just watch yourself, honey. You know what they say about idle hands. Morning, Winnie. Morning, Winnie. Morning, Winnie. Morning, Winnie. Morning, Winnie. <laughs> um, okay, so hold on. How did you level up to a movie? Okay, so this is this is the... We, I want to start this way. So more, all these other ones that you've sort of been in, right? Like Private Eyes, Murdoch Mysteries. They bring you onto these shows because you're damn it morning for the Razamoka show, right? Like that's how yeah, you get like it. it's like it's jokey, yeah. Right, okay. So it's, it's stunt casting, right? Mm-hmm. So they bring Maury on knowing that we will talk about the show and it works out for everybody, right? We get Maury screwing up line after line after line. But so for Maury, for Country Roads Christmas, was this something you actually auditioned for? I did. Yeah, I auditioned for this. It's like a, it was recorded here, but it's like a U.S. production. Okay. So so, they had no idea who I was. Okay, so talk us through the the audition process then. So I I self-taped. So I recorded my voice at home, Mm -hmm. send it in, and then I get a note from my, my agent, Alex, saying, okay, you're you're one of two, so okay. stand by. These are the dates. If you're selected, you got to record at night in the studio at this time. And what was the character? <clears throat> uh, radio DJ. Okay. Oh wow. <laughs> so the one. So okay. Oh, so it's not like and, an on so, screen. So hold on here. Hold on here. So. Maury has played, like, uh, a, a nurse orderly. He's played, like, so far out of his actual world, mm-hmm. never has to audition. Maury didn't have to audition to play somebody who deals with patients, okay? Right. For a radio DJ, Maury had to audition. Morning, Winnie. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I watched the clip because I'm like, oh, cool. I want to see Maury, like, as the radio DJ. So we'll play you. It's the very beginning of the movie, too. Like, like before Maury, the title. Maury's voice wow. is the first thing you hear over oh, the opening wow. credits. Great, dude. That's okay. amazing. So it's Maury interviewing this country singer. Uh-huh. And then I'm like, okay, cool. So I listen to it. I'm like, oh, my God, this is like a long scene. Like, I want to see Maury. I'm like, I'm wondering, did he have the beard? Like, does he look like he's a country sure. He's a country music DJ, right? What does right? the radio station look like? Thank that he's, you. He's working out Thank of? you. So I start watching the movie. Yeah. And the first shot is a woman in a car listening to the radio uh-huh. who's not Damon Maury. And then they cut to the inside of the radio station, oh. right? And what you see is some somebody's hand. Okay. And then you see somebody's hand on, like, a button that pushes something on a radio board. Yeah. And then you see, like, another hand. And then you see the on-air light. Yeah. And then that's, that's all you see. So oh. they had Maury's voice, but they hired a hand model to play, to play Maury's hand, right? Yeah. I derp. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. So, do you want to hear it? You want to? Yeah, okay. So, this is Maury being. Uh, Maury is a uh, uh, radio DJ. The, the The movie is Country Roads Christmas. Well, fields and floors. 
Asheville, and Merry Christmas. Here's a holiday treat for you. We have a living legend with us today. Well, that just makes it sound like I've been around too long. <laughs> Welcome, Harris Sanderson. <laughs> Great to be Awkward here. Laugh. Now, you're famous for your country picking and your heartbreak ballads, but this year you're releasing a Christmas album. I know. Who'd have thought? You gotta fill us in here, Harris. How did you manage to catch the Christmas spirit? I call it the tour that changed everything. Sounds like a story. Yep. It's a good one. But... It doesn't begin with me. Okay. Chills. <laughs> Chills. Oh, I'm interested. Okay. Now, more. So, did you so shoot you... this with that other actor or no? No. no I, I shot it at night, like in my sweatpants in a studio alone. Why didn't they have it's a conversation? Why didn't they just have the two of you do it together? He did his stuff at a different day. I did mine. And now, if you, when you watch this movie, yeah. mm -hmm. I'm throughout the whole movie. You are. What do you mean? Like, they keep going back to this interview and then, you know, into like a country oh, thing. So, this is the narration, basically, yeah. of the film. The whole movie. Is this conversation with you? Yeah, yeah, and and they're going to be airing this like a ton of times. Yeah, I'll get to that in a, I'll get to that in a second. But why? Uh, you, so you had to do this all on your own? Yeah, all on my own. Me, did, a cup of coffee, and a microphone alone. Did you huh. have? <laughs> Welcome, Harris Sanderson. <laughs> yeah, I know you. Say... <laughs> 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 Welcome, Harris Sanderson. <laughs> <laughs> Like, were you supposed to sound like, did the script say, sound like you're extremely attracted to him? I did like a million takes and they're like, you know what, sound sound like you're, he did something in the studio and you're laughing to it. Like, you know, his fly was on. <laughs> Welcome, Harris Sanderson. I can play yeah, again. that's what that sounds yeah, like. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, <laughs> Harris Sanderson. <laughs> you're on your way, my okay. guy. <laughs> <laughs> Pretend you sounded as fly was down. <laughs> They didn't actually say that. Did they? Welcome, they Harris Sanderson. Like something silly. So, something silly. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, so what other motivation did you have then? Obviously, you had to do many different takes of this. So, what other sort of direction did well, they the give director, you? Well, the director, the lady was standing sort of in front of me, and I was like looking at her, and she was like, you know, okay, pretend I'm him. <laughs> okay. And so, when you're doing it, do they say uh, like go up at the end yeah. or more of a okay, question? Okay. Now try it down. More of a question. Yeah. You know, make it more like you're really curious. Right. Or now do it again as though, eh, you don't really care. Because right. you're like the famous radio guy, so, and, you know, <laughs> oh, and he's your guest, guy. he's on yeah. your show, okay. so now do it this way, okay. you know? Okay, and, and, and are you... <laughs> Welcome, Harris Sanderson. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, your voice, you're, throughout the entire movie, yeah. right, just your voice, and throughout the entire movie, are they still cutting back to, you said the, the radio interview, yeah. but you still only see the other actor's hand and like maybe the back of their head literally what Roz watched that one yeah. that's all I've not seen this movie okay yet. Oh. and and also I would be like I'm like okay if you're gonna like hire somebody to play by hand right can you hire somebody who's got like a big meaty hand yeah right beefy. like a real beefy masculine looking mm -hmm. hand it was a really, right? this was like a really kid hand it was very it was very kid like oh, yeah like man. you looked like uh, you looked like like sort an intern of, yeah no no, no. <laughs> welcome Harris Sanderson <laughs> so what's the name of the movie and when can I see it okay the movie is Country Roads Christmas yeah you can see it on super channel november 26th at 8 november 30th at 5 december 1st at 12 35 december 4th at 605 december 8th at 9 30 p.m december 13th at 12 30 p.m december 19th at 11 a.m wow. and december 30th at 9 30 a.m and 8 p.m wow, wow. right David or, yes. nine, or nine dollars on amazon for the dvd oh okay <laughs> <laughs> or, or, 
<laughs> Enjoy anytime you want. <laughs> Welcome, Harris Sanderson. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Sarah, it's Roz and Mocha. How are you? Good, how are you? Good. Drama in your life, huh? Yeah, a little bit. What happened? Um, well, I feel like I just lost my best friend in 15 years. Oof, you wrote a sis. Uh, Roz and Mocha fixed my life. My best friend and I started having a falling out over the past year, and we literally just officially ended it. I have two vinyl records that are at her place. She's in uh, Vancouver, B.C. I sent her so many messages, and she ghosted me every time. So when I finally messaged her about meeting so we can hand it off, so she can hand it off to me, she answered and agreed to meet. So the day finally comes, and I messaged her, and again, nothing. I thought I was a good friend. I've been there for her on so many occasions, like breakups or bad days at work. I'd like to have my records back, or perhaps my friend, too. So what happened? Whoa, hold on. I need to know what records they are. Okay. Um, One is an Elmore James record, and then the other one is Starcrossed um, by Casey Musgraves. <laughs> okay. So they mean a lot to you? <laughs> Well, I mean, like, I went there with the intention of finding them and buying them, and that's what I did. Um, they were at her place, but we both knew that I'd be coming back okay. because I got a job, which she encouraged me to take so we could see each other more. And um, she's like, tell me what days you're off. We can hang out. Okay, so, so hold totally, a pause on the records yeah. for a second. Jesus. Um, okay. <laughs> Ross is done with the story already. Okay, okay. You lost a friend, boo-hoo. Uh, okay. You can hear the eye roll. Okay, okay. So what happened? Talk about the falling out. Yeah, um, I'm trying to figure that out. So I would say, like, it's starting or it started to feel weird um, about, like, a year ago. And um, it was just, like, she was really flaky. I couldn't get a hold of her ever. Um you know, just like the usual stupid messages or videos, you know, send them, no response. Um, and I was like, okay, this is getting really weird. Um, and then eventually in April, she was like, oh, you should come over um, and, you know, come over for a few days. We'll hang out. That That's the time that I bought the records. Long story short, I was working at a wilderness camp. <laughs> Off the off mainland BC. Okay, when you say long story short, it actually has to be short. It really, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sarah. Okay, so much happened. So the, the, this has nothing to do with the records and more to do with something that went down between you and your friend that causes her to want to distance herself from you, right? I guess, and the records, like responding to it, was just the catalyst for kind okay. of how it is that I'm feeling right now. So why won't she talk to you? I am trying so hard to figure that out. You and have I, ideas, like though. You have standing. ideas. Uh -huh. You have ideas. Yeah, I'm thinking about a lot of it. Like, what did I say? What did I do? What do you think? <sighs> Honestly, I really don't know. I don't know if it's like, you know, our age and time passing and we're different people. I just feel like maybe I just don't know her anymore. Did she get into a relationship with someone recently and maybe she's like spending time with that person? Yeah, I guess maybe in the last year, yeah. <laughs> or maybe she lost your records and she just feels kind of embarrassed or doesn't want to talk about it with you. No, she's I know she has fact. them. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, are you annoying? Yeah. Like, do you feel like you're annoying? Um. Oh, all the time. But oh, there you no, go. I, I give her so much space. I know um, she works really hard. 
Um, and she really does take it out on everyone around her. Like, are you an exotic? Why do you want this girl as your friend? She sounds awful. Mm. Uh, we've been best friends for 15 years. Okay. Every kind it doesn't of matter, though. memory I have, she's in it, okay. you know? Yeah, fair enough. But Yo, you maybe know. you say long story short too much, and then the story is too long. <laughs> she can't stand it. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Okay. <laughs> but uh, but I, I th- sometimes, so how old were you when you guys started hanging out? Kids, right? Yeah, like 10 maybe. Okay, that's not going to. Those don't necessarily mean friendships forever, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And and people and people change. Maybe she has something in her life that she's doing something that she doesn't think that you're going to approve. Maybe she thinks you're judgy. And if she talks to you about it, like maybe she, maybe you are no longer that person in her in her life. She may be in to you one of your best friends, but maybe you're not that to her anymore. Right. Maybe she's got other people. Now, the ghosting thing, the idea of not even returning a phone call is kind of weird. Right. And the, the, the only sort of feasible explanation why somebody would do that is they are deliberately trying to get you out of their life. The weird thing is, though, when I finally texted her about the records and she was like, yes, of course, like I can meet you anytime, any place. Just let me know. Yeah. And then she said, um, if you're still open to it, I'd really like to have a conversation with you, which threw me off because that's all I've been trying to do. Mm-hmm. And um, she goes, and, you know, I don't want to do it through Instagram because I have a lot to say and it would 100 percent hurt my feelings, oh. whatever that means. Oh, <laughs> oh why did you so lead like with this? We asked you on her side. <laughs> we asked you at the beginning of this. OK, explain <laughs> yeah. the friendship. Why now, after all this time talking to you, are you getting to the, I have something to tell you that will definitely hurt your feelings? Because long story short. Oh, my God, girl. <laughs> I, 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 would, I, I would 100% write her back and say, hey, listen, uh, two things. One, I still really would like those records back. The second thing is um, we don't have to have a conversation where you're going to deliberately hurt my feelings, regardless of the answers that I feel I need and maybe some closure in this relationship. I'm not about that. I don't need to deliberately have my my feelings hurt if at the end of this we're going to only be farther apart. So maybe just send my records to me and don't bother telling me why you don't like me anymore. I don't need to know. Yeah, I feel like that's the way to go at this point. Yeah, why, why put yourself through that? Now I'm just that? getting angry nah. and petty. And well, it's, it's closure, right? And, and listen, you're not always yeah. going to get closure on stuff, right? It's it's yeah. not always going to happen. And you have to be okay to move on without closure. Yeah, right? I think I'm going to have to. You know, like you, you look at this woman as your best friend. I'm telling you, it's been a while since she's looked at you the same. It feels that way. Long story short. Long story short. (laughs) Love you a lot, Sarah. Thanks for reaching out. Love you too, guys. Have a good day. Bras and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. Ralph Macchio, a.k.a. The Karate Kid, uh, he was in parts one and two and, of course, all five seasons of Cobra Kai. He released a memoir and joins us right now to talk about it. Ralph Macchio, what's going on, brother? It's Razamoka. So far, so good. Uh, Dude, congratulations on the book. Waxing on The Karate Kid and Me is out right now. How pumped are you? Yeah, I'm very excited. I mean, it was, you know, I I had all these stories over the past, uh, I'm saying it out loud, but over the past 38 years of um, from when I started walking in the shoes of Daniel LaRusso and how it's never sort of gone away and, and always been there and through thick and thin. And now it's, you know, kind of back and, 
uh, for multi generations, and it's just um, you know these are the stories that only I could tell. Instead of uh, just celebrate what a gift that has been, and uh, and tell some behind the scenes, never been told stuff and it's it's a lot of fun and and um you know a lot of a lot of heart and and honesty is what i was is what i was going for when you go through and look through some of the iconic actors who had iconic roles from when we were when we were kids at some point they all wanted to distance themselves harrison ford with han solo josh brolin with the goonies uh jason Priestley with 90210 mm-hmm. eventually though all those people came around to embrace the thing again and you were on my list as someone who wanted to distance themselves from daniel larusso and then when cobra kai came around the feeling was so like beautiful that we knew mm-hmm. that you were now back Back to embracing that. Can you talk about that period where you really fought like hell to distance yourself like so many other actors did from that iconic character? Yeah, I mean, it was a little different for me because I I was trying to distance myself as an actor within the industry. Right. Um, you know, sort of trying to define that, yes, this is that in a big iconic role. And the fact that I decided to age at a snail's pace did not help me as I was trying to graduate out of the kid characters, but it's, it's paid off now. All good things to those who wait, I guess. But, um, um, but I never, I never tried to distance myself with the media and with the press and with uh, interviews like this. I I never, I never said, listen, I'm going to go on that show, but I don't want to talk about that. I only want to talk about this because I understood even from the earliest point, how this character uh, how impactful and inspirational and uh, aspirational, wish fulfilling that this character was. He was, and and is still the every kid next door that that we all believed we could overcome those obstacles or or survive in a single. You know, come out of the single parent raising or the fatherless teen or the kid that's bullied and picked on and and so. I I was I guess I don't want to say smart enough to know, but I felt the impact of that at its earliest point. So I always embraced the uh, it on the street, and then where where I was, you know, fighting it was in the industry that was saying, "Oh, he's the Karate Kid. That's that's done. This is like 1997. My cousin Vinny is here and gone, and the yeah. outsiders we remember, but he's the Karate Kid." And and so that was the you know the challenge, and and to this day it still is. I still carry it wherever I go. Um, um, but now at, uh, at, at no longer being in my fifties, I said that out loud too. Bro. Um, <laughs> it's like... I, 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 am, I feel, you know, uh, anything but uh, a cheer for it all. And, a, and, a, and a, um, a, a respect and a pride for it all is just silly. I mean, it's really the gift that keeps on, on giving. Yeah. And, um, and so that's where I am with it. The guys who create Cobra Kai and found a smart angle into the world. When I said no, every time I heard another idea over wow. the years, you what, know, was the, what was the, the worst idea? idea? What was the what was the worst idea? Because I know that you well, you, wrote, you talk about that. I wrote a few of them. Yeah, okay. I wrote a few of them. Yeah, I wrote a few of them. You know, uh, you know where where the fans and it's interesting because the fans would and and sometimes they'd be writers and sometimes high level writers in Hollywood and they. It was more about wanting to sort of get me back yep. than it was about uh, this is a great idea, 
the the one that gets the most ink right now is when uh, the director and I, John Avelson, uh, the late great director of Rocky and the Karate Kid, um, was pitched. Uh, what if Stallone had a kid who was messed up and you had a kid that was really a screw up and you got together between Newark and Philadelphia and Mickey and Miyagi would come up with a whole new... Oh, God, bro, I'm telling you. And and so that's, that's not necessarily the best and the craziest one. But it's the one so topical, especially right now. It's yeah. alone yeah, on the of course. Of course. But so, in, in, in so, hindsight and, and, now, though, that's kind of a boss now idea, they would though, do that right? In a yes. Yeah. Yeah. They probably had the same mother or something. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You know. uh, Ralph Macchio is on the Raws and Mocha show. Your new book, Waxing On the Karate Kid and Me, is out right now. I'm sure over your the course of your career, you've been asked about being a part of a book or writing a book or giving these stories mm-hmm. that you're giving to us. The question is, why now? What made now the perfect time to release a book? Uh, great question. I mean, I've been I've been asked about it over the past, say, 10 years or so. Um, there's been a couple of publishing companies in mid agents say, would you ever write about the experience of that? And nostalgia, 80s is so big, it's so iconic, and blah, blah, blah. I know Carrie always had a hit with his uh, book that he wrote about working on The Princess Bride. And so, so that kind of triggered initial... Uh, uh, interest, but I never, you know, I knew I wanted to do it myself. I wanted to write it myself. I didn't want to ghostwrite. I wanted it to be my voice. I wanted to be honest. Um, obviously, Cobra Kai, the resurgence in the multi generational audience that now comes to Cobra Kai and even backs themselves into the original film franchise, had something to do with it. And uh, the pandemic hitting in, you know, spring of 2020, it was that summer where we were all kind of in lockdown that I started just jotting down chapter titles, um, what the promise of that chapter could be. And it became fulfilling in a way, nostalgic, kind of emotional, but I would be laughing and and sort of smiling and saying, boy, here's the thing. When I tell these stories, be it on a radio show or if I'm at dinner or running to somebody and waiting for the train, and I tell a story about the making of or something that I haven't mentioned before or what it was like for me in 1980-whatever, everyone leans in. It's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. they just want to hear it. And I always remember I would always be able to hold the room when I would talk about that film or my journey or the missteps or some of the roles that didn't happen. So I said, boy, if I could get that voice on the page, I think I might have something. And, you know, we just we hit the New York Times bestseller list at the launch and which is just spectacular and even beyond my wildest dreams and expectations. And uh, we just want to, you know, get it out there um, in in Canada in my land of uh, of good friends in hockey. Because I'm a big hockey fan. <laughs> so you are like you are the Karate Kid. When we close our eyes, like you are the Karate Kid, and you write about some of the auditions that you had that turned out yep. to be iconic roles where you can't imagine yep. somebody else other than that actor. And you talk about it right. in such like a humble and self-deprecating way. Can you sort of take us yeah. through a? Not that I want to you know dwell on the part on the the jobs that you did not land, but <laughs> but it's but it's fascinating to hear okay. you talk about it. Can we go through? some of the things that you had auditioned for that you did not get because it's really wild it's a yeah. long list yeah it is everyone loves to hear hear that stuff because you want to you know how even you know even how iconic moments in movies or lines of dialogue yes. i mean you know I, I think we need a bigger boat from jaws or 
you know, the Yo Adrian or Wax On, Wax Off yes. or, you know, E.T. Phone Home. Who knew? You know what I mean? When yeah. you, you think you got something. But so, uh, yeah, the ones I write to, I don't want to tip all of them because I really want people to read the, yeah, the book or get the yeah. audio book and everything. Yeah. But, but you know, 16 Candles was one of the I, – I, I go in that story. I love that story because I, I always joke that I never got a John Hughes membership card for the brass. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like I didn't fill – me and Matt Dillon did not fill out the form properly, no. I guess. Um, you know, but it's uh, – that that audition, I, I, was, I went in with Emilio Estevez, who I worked with on The Outsiders, and we were, yeah. you know, buddies at the time and, and uh, still remain friends. And uh, – and we auditioned together, him as the jock and me as the geek, you know, because this is the 80s when you everybody was compartmentalized, was just stereotyped in a way, um, in the best possible way in those movies. And I, I, I was just too cool in my own mind that I, I kept playing it like with a charactery, like nerdy geek with a nasally sound and a, a kind of wimpy kind of walk. Right. And uh, – and Hughes kept going back to me and, and just telling me to just play it as natural Ralph. And I, I just was like, what? Nat- I can't be this nerd. I am, <laughs> I'm so much cool. What a and, but I did my best. Yeah. I did my best. I never got the part. And, uh, and who knew that, you know, and then, and then I had, uh, uh, and then there were some movies that I really wanted to do, but I couldn't per the, the karate kid three picture contract. And that was a little frustrating. Um, you know, at the time, as I was trying to branch out, um, I was on Broadway with De Niro doing a play, and I met Sidney Lumet, the great director of, you know, Serpico, Dog Day Afternoon Network, mm-hmm. Prince of the City. I mean, the movies he, he directed. And, and he was, uh, you know, starting to meet people for a film called Running on Empty, which uh, River Phoenix wound up uh, uh, being nominated for um, and uh, in a brilliant performance by him. And I... I, I, I remember not be, being able to get to second base in that process because of Karate Kid Part 3. So therein lies some of my frustration yeah. of trying to make those moves. But you know what? Uh, you know, River Phoenix, that was, the, you know, the right actor seemed to get the right part. That's what I say. Um, some actors might fuck on that and say it's just a different version but can you imagine ferris bueller not being broderick or marty right. McFly not being Michael I, J. fox and then i say in the same sentence could you imagine uh larusso not being you know macho bro, i don't know it's, you it's know, that's how I put it. listen i if i were you i wouldn't even be able to watch those movies i would still be so pissed <laughs> yeah, off and frustrated all this time uh, yeah no later? even all this all these oh years later i would still i would i would still be pissed off i didn't get marty mcfly have you ever dressed one of your yeah, children but, up as a shower for halloween uh, not as a shower. Oh, okay. But my son in first grade. <laughs> but, but, but my son probably in first grade, I think it was, I, I gave him the actual headband that I wore in the oh, movie. Oh, wow. Dude, that. That's amazing. Was, <laughs> the only thing bigger than that, the only thing bigger than that, believe it or not, is he was taking guitar lessons. And I let him take my guitar from Crossroads. I don't know if you know. That no, movie, but, uh, bro. Oh my God. Crossroads was my movie. Yeah, yeah. You and Steve Vai in Crossroads Vi is still did, one yeah. of my favorite scenes in any movie it's ever. Great. It's the ultimate gunfight with two bro. guitars. You know, oh, tray, buddy. That's crazy. Cutting heads. So anyway, so he brought yeah. the guitar to his guitar lesson and... And it was it was just being passed around from one guitar teacher to the other, like the Holy Grail was dropped off. Oh, yeah. That's Jeez. the last time you bring that over there. Um, I've been offered more for that guitar 
than uh, than the '47 Ford convertible from the original Karate Kid movie. <laughs> oh which my god, that's awesome! Uh, we encourage everyone to oh. pick up the new book. It's called Waxing on the Karate Kid and Me. It's out right now. Ralph Macchio, thank you so much oh, for um, for making time for us right on the Raza Mocha Show, man. You got a lot of fun, man. I appreciate right it. You guys have a great uh, you too, and brother. enjoy the book. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on Kiss. I'm gonna play you this uh, clip of Kevin Hart. Talking about being robbed at gunpoint when he was a kid and he was with oh, his mom. Jesus. They're coming back from the laundromat. And the fascinating thing about this story mm-hmm. is the way Kevin Hart's mother handled the situation. This is from uh, Barstool's uh, Million Dollars Worth Game, Worth of Game podcast that Kevin Hart was on. Listen to this. I remember I, I got, me and my mom got robbed. You and your mom? Me and my mom got robbed. Damn. You want to hear a crazy part coming from the laundromat? We got the shopping cart. I'm talking folded clothes, right? My mom got the cart. I got my book bag. I used to go to the laundromat, do the homework. My mom used to carry this little fanny pack, orange fanny pack. Dude came out. He said, get that up, bitch. And my mom was like, no. What? Black women back then was different. Was different. Listen, swear to God, hand on the Bible. My mom said, no. He said, he said, you think I'm playing with you? Get that up. My mom was like, it's nothing in it. No. And and I'm just standing there. I'm looking. You know, I, I don't even know what to do. I'm shocked that I'm looking at a gun. He snatched it off. He go through it. My mom had a bunch of tokens in there. Right? God get mad. He throw it at my mom. He broke. <laughs> 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 Call my mom a broke. She said, I told you it was nothing in it. Picked it back up. Come on, Kevin. And act like nothing happened. What? I was like, yeah, but the, the black woman was different, we though. We almost died. In my mind, it was going down. <laughs> Laundry mat. And then she made me push the cart the rest of the way. I never walked up that street again for the rest of my life. Listen, I took man. the longest way to get to the laundromat. What, what, what once was a five minute walk took me 30 minutes. I stayed in the public eye. I went. I I ain't going down that street. (laughs) (laughs) Like the scariest situation to be in when somebody runs up on you with a gun to rob you and you're standing there with your mother and your mother tells the robber no three times. (laughs) Who gets robbed and then you piss off the robber though? Like that's the... You know what I mean? I know. Like, go through all the trouble. I guess for the robber, it was just a you know? waste of time, right? Yeah, then the robber's like, you know, God, I risked it for this, right? Yeah, yeah. Right? like, <laughs> as a robber, you're taking a chance too, uh-huh. right? You know, you don't know a cop's going to drive down the street. You're going to try and make it worth it. But uh, Kevin Hart in these only, Philly streets. Only tokens in the <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hey, I found a new, uh, like, message folder on Instagram. You know me. I'm always looking to find new ways to for people oh. to say nice things about me. <laughs> right? And I found one by accident the other day. And I had a Hold whole on. lot of messages the in one there. One called requests? Of people just saying real nice things about me. And that had been sitting there for a long time. Is it the one that... Like that we've had forever. What? I don't know. What's it called? Okay, so look at okay, the top. Okay, jabroni. Get, get, okay. Your, re- jabro- oh get your readers on. You okay. can't read. I know you're right. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I know this guy. I know. <laughs> this is. I, I got the reason I got glasses was because I don't want to miss a, a very kind word that somebody has to say about me. And there was a lot. Believe you me. Okay, so uh, so here's what I discovered. Right. So so when you you know when you go to Instagram, yeah. We all know. Oh my God! Stop it. 
Okay, so if you go to Instagram and you have your primary right mm -hmm. here, mm -hmm. yeah. right? You know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. right? And then you know when you go over to requests, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then I, if you flick that up, you get to this thing that says hidden requests. Yeah, yeah. it's been there forever. I didn't know that. Wait, I didn't know that either. What are you talking so about? So go to what? requests. Put your thumb on the bottom of the, put your thumb on the screen on requests and slide it up quick, and you're gonna get a thing that says hidden requests. Mm -hmm. Or just and scroll it, down to the bottom. You know, it yeah. just keeps going though. Like there's no there is no bottom to the requests. Oh, there is. I do, yeah, there is. Oh, I don't. The very bottom. Where right there. It says hidden requests. Yeah. yeah. Did right you there. did you find it? Hidden yes. Requests. Yeah. I find it like no. forever. Did you find that, right Deepa? All I see is all requests. Okay, show Deepa. Yeah. Show, show Deepa. Well, Scroll I'm, up. Well, well, flick I, it up. I have no DMs, but flick it up. <laughs> flick it up. Like, no, that's, yeah, flick it up yeah. quickly. No, quickly flick it up. Yeah. Deepa, yeah, there you go. And you're going to see a little thing. Keep going. Keep going. Oh, all the way to the right end? There, right see, right oh, there, right there. Click what? that. Yeah, click that. You're gonna, yeah. Oh, my God. I have 20 plus hidden requests. Yes. Oh, my Lord. Girl. Oh, my Lord. Right? I have zero. Okay. But the question is, why are they hidden? I don't know, because I don't know. It's like don't, a, it's like some weirdo don't, filter. Don't hit, don't, don't touch those. Don't touch them? No, nope. I'm reading them no. right now. Well, okay. Uh-oh. See, I made that mistake because people were saying real nice things about oh, yeah, me. Yeah, no. Hey, Maury, when are you going to write a book? Yeah. <laughs> right? People say nice things. So listen, I, right? You know me. Oh. Always on the lookout. I just thought I'd, right? I always get, like, spam in mine. It says, hey, looking for a friend? And then, like, question Oh, but you are, though. Oh, no. That's, oh, no, that's, the, that's, that's... the that's the message request Guys, on uh, in Facebook. That section has been around. For what? This yeah. the thing that I just yeah. discovered yeah. now really that's brand time. new? No, yeah. it hasn't. Yeah. No, it hasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Stop it. Forever, guys. Stop it. It's been there, man. Guys. It's no, like, you don't know. I feel like I'm talking to my parents who are saying, did you guys know you could surf the internet on Shut a computer? Shut up. <laughs> you didn't know this until today. Hey, yeah, Mocha, your parents you... wear readers too, right? Yeah, she showed too. You didn't know this. Of course. Everybody. No, not everybody knew this. I mean, my parents don't know. Oh, for God's sake. Well, I didn't Deepa know. didn't know. I didn't Deepa's know. like a full-on, what are you, Gen Z, I guess, is what you are, Yes, Deepa? we're yeah. Gen Z. Right? Yeah, so, yeah we are. Mocha God. and I are Gen oh, Z. Oh, stop it, yeah. the two of you. <laughs> You guys Don't are Don't look impossible. down your glasses at me like that, sir. <laughs> what? <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Uh, Julia Fox was on a podcast this week talking about, after her relationship with Kanye, how her acting career kind of took somewhat of a dive. <laughs> yeah. Well, she took somewhat of a dive after her relationship with Kanye. I've they never did it seen for like two seconds, and I've never seen anyone use their sort of like fifteen minutes of fame in a weirder way than Julia Fox did after she got super famous from Kanye. Um, I <laughs> even when she was in Uncut Jams, yeah, right. I knew nothing about Julia Fox until she was dating Kanye because I never watched Uncut Jams. Right, I didn't know who Julia Fox was, and I watched Uncut Jams. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh. I didn't put two and two together. Yeah. Right? Uncut Jams. Right. So I did not watch Uncut Jams. And now when I'm watching YouTube, I see commercials for Uber Eats. Oh, my gosh. She's so funny in them. Like, she's good with in those Julia commercials. Julia Fox talking about yams. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what she's saying? Yeah. Yes. I've been trying to figure that out. <laughs> yes. Yeah. She's ordering yams. <laughs> yeah. I will say she does seem to have a sense of humor about the whole thing. Like yes. I think that she is a actual like I think that she's a clever woman in the sense that 
I think a lot of the, the the weirdness, like when she shows up, like when you see the paparazzi pictures of her and she's wearing like a a, a shopping bag as a skirt, mm-hmm. right? I don't think it's like, I don't think she's nuts. I think she's actually quite clever, but I've just never seen somebody capitalize on their 15 minutes in a weirder way than she has. So she was talking to Emily Ratajkowski, who has a podcast called High Low with M. Rata. Yeah. And listening to this episode, yeah. man, the two of them, yeah. they both sound like it's hard to differentiate who's who because their voices are so similar when they speak they have that southern california yeah like the californians exactly yeah they always talk like that and then i can't tell who's who until they mention something about one of their kids okay okay, right okay but this is julia fox uh on uh emily radikowski's podcast with acting it's i don't know i also kind of feel like after this whole like the big relationship and all the like mm. things that followed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely felt like, oh, I feel a shift in like the acting way, like not in a good way mm. where it was like, <laughs> I'm not getting as many like offers as I was right. before weirdly. Because they're judging you basically. Maybe they're like, she's the not an actress. Liability, just Ugh. tabloid type yeah. of person. Like, I don't know what it is, but that was something that I noticed and I was like, okay, this is weird. Mm -hmm. There's been a lot of weird drawbacks like here and there with like reaching that level of like notoriety. Well, do you feel like people try to typecast you more now kind of, or like not as an actress, but as a person, I was really typecasted as like curvy Italian girl. And now I'm just like skinny and look sickly. And it's like, (laughs) I don't know. We'll have to see. Right. But it's fine. Julia Fox. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Uh, Julia Fox on uh, Emily Ratajkowski's and, and, and I'm not hating on uh, on either of them, but um, but Julia Fox is uh, she's an interesting one to me, though, like extremely interesting mm-hmm. because she parodied herself. Like that Uber Eats commercial is funny, yes, right? Like it she's is. hysterical in it. Like she totally is in on the joke, and that's sort of what makes me, you know, love the woman. Yeah, get you some yeah, <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Jason Momoa got naked on uh, Jimmy Kimmel last night. Really? Oh, really? Pretty He's much. Behind. Pretty much. So remember we just had this conversation of like how The Rock and Jason Momoa try and like out Hawaii each other. Like who's like the biggest, like most salt of the earth, you know, hardcore Hawaiian. And I think it was me and Shem that said that it's like hands down Momoa, right? Like he's he's winning that fight. As in the most genuine Oh yes, as in, oh, yeah, as, in, yeah. as, in, as in as in who is repping Hawaii like in like the most sort of like pure way, right? Right. I'd Not like to add one. in Momoa for my vote. Thank you. And so he's on camel last night because Momoa got that giant tattoo on the side of his head, right? And it's yeah. not just a tattoo. Did you see the video of him getting that tattoo? Looks like it hurt. So he has like he did it old school where they take a stick like a spike and they dip the stick in ink and then they have a mallet oh where God. they hammer it oh into your God. head like it's not a gun right like it's not a tattoo gun like this is like hammer and mallet yeah. and he's lying on a bed and guys are like who are all like almost as big as jason momoa are holding him down Ooh. right like it's crazy so this is uh first before we get to him stripping mm-hmm. this is uh jason momoa talking about the tattoo I know you got a tattoo, a very uh, subtle one. Yes, yeah, subtle tattoo on your head Ooh. since uh, last I saw you. Now that's a serious, no kidding around tattoo. Yes. What is the design? What does that represent? 
It represents protection for my family. For um, it's a family. It's a family crest uh, or kind, pattern. Yes, kind of. Uh, it's an ihe, and so it's for this. They're the spears, and um, I got it done the traditional way, <sighs> and they get it tapped. So you get the it, traditional uh, way looks very painful. In fact, the traditional way it looks like you got a bunch of muscular guys holding you down. Yeah. <laughs> it's all my beautiful family, and uh, yeah, it was a blessing. It's 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 extremely painful. Uh huh. But uh, yeah, I definitely met my ancestors. When, How uh, long did it take? Two and a half hours, <laughs> which felt like twenty-four hours. Jeez. And then, like, what happens if you get a role playing like Benjamin Franklin or something? <laughs> Do you, can you can you cover it? <laughs> uh, I'll just let my hair go. I don't think Benny's going to be rolling this, uh, this, this hair deal right now. You know what I mean? like, and do you call like DC and go, hey, listen, I know I'm Aquaman, but uh, I'm going to be Aquaman. I know gonna... you know I don't ask for permission. So <laughs> you know, you don't you're not going to like this. You definitely didn't ask for permission, did you? No. No. Did you tell them? Do they know? Did anybody weigh in and go, like, hey, uh, Aquaman's got. Uh, tattoo I haven't heard now. from him yet. Yeah, I haven't heard mm. from him. <laughs> I think it's going to go well. Aquaman 2 is in the can. It's going to be oh, good. no. Yeah, so but guess what? No Aquaman 3. There was a picture of him fishing, too, on a boat, and he's wearing, like, this loincloth. So in the back, it's a thong. Like, it's straight up his ace cheeks, yeah. right? And then in the front, it has, like, a long sort of rectangle pouch thing, flap, that hangs down. For? Okay. Right? To, for coverage. Diva, um, did you just ask for what? <laughs> What did you Sorry. think? I guess that was an obvious response. What, what for? That I said for that. about 16 inches is what it looks like. Oh, God. Hey. <laughs> 16? That's what it looks like. That's Sounds a lot. Like I know. That's, I'm, just, I'm going on the, the size of a piece of fabric, Deepa. Oh, okay. Oh, 16. <laughs> Jesus. Damn. Okay. So, and, uh, and so, Kimmel, Kimmel brings up this picture of him tanning yeah. his cheeks. And then I guess Momoa just like stripped down. Like so, here's here's that. I'm I'm doing a show. I, I'm a creator and writer and director and producer and actor on this Apple series called Chief of War, and it's all 1780s, 1790s Hawaii. That's what I wear every day. And I was just getting ready for the role because I like to get into character, and so uh -huh. I was tanning my white ass. Uh -huh. and, uh, yeah, that's something, and that's comfortable. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah, it is. I actually don't even like wearing clothes anymore. <laughs> is that true? It's, I mean, I'm in it every day. I wear it all the time. Are you wearing this, like, under your clothes right now? Of course. I'm yeah, are you really? <laughs> is it made out of leather? I'm having a hard time figuring out what it's... Uh... <laughs> Let me tell you, I've never felt more like Danny DeVito than I do right now. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Momoa. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Here we go. Here we go. Yes. yes. What happens when you stand really far from your mic and I get really close to my mic? So say something. So you say something and then I'll say it back. So you're going to be like in a super loud voice? Yeah, you're going to be super far and I'm going to be super close, okay? okay? Okay, go. Say something. Oh, yeah, it's about that time. Oh, yeah, it's about that time. Podcast edition. Podcast edition. You know what to do, Roz. Hey, Mocha. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Let's do the news. Woo. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. News break. Megan the Stallion is responding to uh, Drake's new track. Uh, the song is called uh, Circle Loco. 
where I guess in the track he accuses Meg the Stallion of lying about being shot by Tory Lane. So we'll play the clip in a sec, but this is what you're listening for. He says, this B lie about getting shots, um, but she's still a stallion. She don't even get the joke, but she's still smiling. Shorty says she graduated. She ain't learn enough. Play your album track one k i heard enough and i guess that's in reference to the fact that she had just recently graduated from uh college so here's the clip this bitch lie about getting shots but she's still a stallion she don't even get the joke but she's still smiling shorty says she graduated she ain't learning enough play the album track one k i heard enough okay uh, and so I'm going to read some of Meg's, uh, Meg the Stallion's tweets here, but I've, I've like, I've substituted the, the B's and the N's and the, all that stuff. Okay. Thank Just, you. Thank you. Okay. Oh, thank you. Really? <laughs> thank, yes. Thank you. Yes. You're right. Yeah. You know, I'm that kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, Good so in, like- uh, in her, uh, in her first tweet, she said, uh, I know I'm very popular, but y'all got to stop attaching weak ass conspiracy theories in bars to my name. Fellas and gals ever address me or at me with a fact or receipt. I am a clout gal. Keep sucking my nugget. In a follow-up tweet, she said, stop using my shooting for clout, fellas. She continued in a third tweet, uh, since when TF is it cool to joke about women getting shot? You fellas, especially rap fellas, are lame, ready to boycott about shoes and clothes, but dogpile on a black woman when she say one of y'all homeboys abused her. So she got a point. I think she got a point, right? Yeah. Like, why even bother with the the, the put that like in the he, song? He said... You know he's talking about Meg's Of course. 100%. Right? Yeah. And Nuggets. Right? Yeah. Well, she didn't say Nuggets, oh. though. No, she did not say Nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the edit, though, by the way. Yeah, That's you're very welcome. Right? Took, that took a lot of work. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, oh, what in the hell's going on here? There's no Christmas tree at the Eaton Center this year. I am so upset because they're doing renovations on the ceiling. Is that what's happening? So let me Yeah, read if you, you go there now, there's scaffolding everywhere. Oh, man. You so can't why can't they them. put up a smaller tree? Right? That's what I'm wondering. Like, just put up, like, a tiny little thing in the corner. Because they got that huge, long tree, right? Long. Oh. I guess it's not long. Tall. Right? Tall. Yeah, yeah, thank it's you. Tall and red. Yeah. Um, so the... It's not there this year. Uh, Cadillac Fairview, Fairview says, yeah, Maury, because of the ongoing roof uh, revitalization project, the 108-foot-tall Christmas tree will stay boxed up this year. Instead, uh, the shopping mall will launch a Merry Christmas music holiday campaign on November 17th, and the kickoff event will feature a lineup of celebrity performers. Are you going down there for it? So the, the first group of celebrity performers, Chantal Kriviazuk and yeah. Cardinal Official. Oh, oh, that's all right. I was down there one year. I did the lighting one year for Oh, did you? Yeah, really? they, yeah, they let flip, me turn it on. Flip the switch. Yeah, huh. yeah, it was a big deal. I felt honored when they when that. they asked That's me to fantastic. do that. Yeah, I really, I really did. It was a huge honor. Look at that. How uh, many years ago to that? do that? Mm, probably about. I think Rox was born, but she was little, so maybe like yeah. ten years ago or nah, no longer than that. Um, but last yeah, time, it was la- a big honor. You say last time you were able to turn something on? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wow, roasted. Whoa. Wow, huh? Like, we're talking about a Christmas tree here. I know, but still very like, funny. Th- how is that war- That kind of aggression is warranted over, like, a Christmas tree story? Please, like, there's hilarious. a lot of things I've said where I understand that, you know, aggression is warranted. I'm the first to admit it, right? But we're talking about a Christmas tree, the holidays. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Also, yes. <laughs> <laughs> also, yes. Okay. Okay. Weren't you also at a tree lighting with Aretha Franklin once? Uh, that wasn't a tree lighting. That wasn't Aretha Franklin. It was the, the window uh, the, the, uh, window unveiling. I used to do all this oh. Christmas stuff <laughs> at the bay. No, at Holt Renfrew. Oh. They uh they hired me to uh to introduce uh, Aretha Franklin. I think it was like me and Cheryl Hickey that were there, and like they had figure skaters on the street. They built this fake skating rink, and then they out of like like plastic, like it wasn't oh, I've even seen those. ice. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then these these the, the figure skaters came out. You can get and, those for your backyard. It. You can mm-hmm. really, huh? Yeah. Yeah, and it was it was wild, but yeah, they paid a lot of money, man. I'm not going to turn that kind of money down around the holidays. They put those um, those fake rinks on like cruise ships and stuff. Do they? Yeah. No. So like in the summertime, you could be you know wow. going around the Mediterranean, but then also quote unquote ice skating in a speedo. In a speedo. <laughs> right? That sounds dangerous yeah. to me. Sounds glorious. That sounds, glory. that sounds, yeah, that yeah, sounds yeah, dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Speaking yeah. of turning things on, huh? <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, I'm going to watch this Selena Gomez thing this weekend. Oh, my God. Dude, have you heard the song? Yeah. My Minded Me? So she released it yesterday. Heartbreaking. Wanna hear a part of my story I tried to hide in the glory And sweep it under the table So you would never know Sometimes I feel like an accident People look when they're passing And never check on the passenger They just want the free show Yeah, I'm constantly Trying to fight something That my eyes can't see This is a song that they use in the trailer for the documentary, which is out right now, also called My Minded Me. I don't know if I'm ready for this. Like, I was really into it mm-hmm. when I watched the trailer because mm-hmm. I'm like, I love Selena Gomez and I want to see this documentary. Yeah. But like, I don't know, man. It just seemed, based on the trailer, it's like really sad. Yeah. Yeah. Right? But I think that But it's important. I think that this, though, is the sort of wonderful thing about show business now which is you can be all those you can be all sorts of different things you don't have to just be um one thing which somebody like selena gomez for a lot of years had to just be one thing Mm -hmm. even though she is made up of a lot of different things there's a lot of different parts to her and some of those parts hurt like hell and you're just never allowed to talk about it or show it and they really capture that in this documentary. And it starts off with um, Selena, the lead up to her 2016 um, revival tour. And she's talking about just sort of how, what it's like to, to kind of be, you know, her and the pressure and then always being sort of tied to Justin and not being able to, to stand on her own. But here's a little clip of uh, Selena Gomez, My Mind and Me. It just sucks. All of it. It looks so bad. And I'm just like, I have no idea what the I'm doing. What part did you feel that? Uh, from the beginning. So I get the voice that comes in my head that says that you missed this. That sucked. That sucked. Oh, you get a glimpse of yourself on the screen. Wow, that looks pretty <laughs> And then I'm sitting there and I trip over the clothes and I'm like, this is just like it sucks the life out of me and i don't want to perform the pressure is just overwhelming because i want to do the best i can and i and i'm not i don't i don't know what john thinks i want to talk to john because i'm like i don't want to disappoint john i don't want him to think that he signed some 
Disney kid. Like, John was standing there, like, smiling so ear to ear. It literally is I in think your head. You don't like it just sucks, too, because, like, the whole song thing, he called me this morning about the song with Justin, and I was like... I'm like, when am I going to just be good enough by myself? Like, when am I going to be, like, when am I going to be good just by myself, not needing anybody to be associated with? Oh, my God. So, John, by the way, is the the CEO of Interscope Records, right? The the guy that signed her. Um, So, yeah, so that is uh, Selena Gomez, uh, My Mind and Me on... uh, it's an Apple original uh, documentary. I so watched you know. most of it, and it is just is so it? It's good. It's sad. He- it's heavy. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. I'll get sometimes heavy is good though. I know. Let I me see. Tell you. My problem is I like to live in a world where everyone I like, yeah. I want them to be living like a happy life, right? And nothing bad happens in their life, right? Yeah, even though, even though I happen. know, no, I know. Even though I know, like bad things happen, and people mm-hmm. go through their stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, so I like, I don't know, it just, I have to be prepared to watch But this. I like when people can be honest, too. Of course. There, there's a there's a thing, though, right, like with, the, like, the, the what makes this different than, say, the um, Demi Lovato doc was, Demi Lovato used that opportunity to sort of put up a face, mm-hmm. because Demi Lovato was still very much going through the throes of addiction when making that doc, and it was a mistake to make that. It did not help at sure. all. Um, but when you when you listen to the way that Selena Gomez reflects on this process, that she, you know, going through everything that is in this is sort of what got her to the point of where she is today. Mm-hmm. And there's a realization that happens, and there's yeah. a, there's a comfort there's it. a comfort in looking back because when you when you spend so much time moving forward and you take no time to look back, one out of fear, uh, or or two, you don't you know you don't like the person you were. Um, it's good to sort of when you get to a point where you're comfortable with yourself, where you're comfortable with your mental health, where you're Mm -hmm. comfortable with your life, to start going and realizing all the sort of, you know, steps that you took to get to that point. And oftentimes, this is what it looks like. It looks and sounds just like I just want people that I like to be good. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, who doesn't, right? Who doesn't? But uh, but everybody sort of has their, everybody sort of has their thing. Um, but well, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to that. Very much looking forward to it. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Lindsay Lohan. Mm-mm. So she's got a new. Was it a Christmas movie? Is that the deal? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's called Falling for Christmas. And in the like a in promotion for the movie, she redoes um, uh, Jingle Bell Rock. So they did Jingle Bell Rock in Mean Girls. Oh, mm-hmm. so fetch. Right? <laughs> so fetch. So this is Jingle Bell Rock from Mean Girls, if you what remember. What a bright time. It's the right, right time to rock the night away. Jingle Bell time is the swell time to go riding like in a one-horse I forget that Lindsay Lohan was a singer. You know that? Like I really, she, I, like when I think of her career, I for, I completely forget that she was like a pop star oh, yeah, at, at, at one point. Mm-hmm. So uh, here is Lindsay in the studio redoing Jingle Bell Rock. Then we will discuss. Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell Rock, Jingle Bell Swing and Jingle Bells Ring. I don't hate Swimming it. and blowing a fish is right. fun. Now the jingle hop has begun. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. 
I like the arrangement. I'm good. One complaint. What? No bells. Mm. Horns, no bells. You're right. I hear bells. There's bells. Yeah, there's bells. Yeah. You can hear them. Yeah. They kind of bury Maybe but. they're not belly enough. You should help them out. <laughs> <laughs> you got more than enough to go around, bro. <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame over the weekend, all the inductees. Um, Duran Duran, Pat Benatar, uh, Eurythmics, Lionel Richie, Judas Priest, Carly Simon, Dolly Parton, and Eminem. Uh, one of the big stories is that uh, they revealed that uh, um, Nick Taylor, sorry, Andy Taylor from Duran Duran wasn't there because he is battling stage for prostate cancer. Oh, geez. So they revealed that on oh, the man. during the show uh, last night. Uh, Dolly Parton, who had originally, if you remember, declined mm-hmm. her spot in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because she felt that she was not rock and roll, and then they convinced her to accept the honor. So this was Dolly on the red carpet before the I show. I said, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, me <laughs> in the Rock and Roll. <laughs> and actually, I thought, well, I don't know if I deserve to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because I never thought of myself as a rocker, but I've always love rock and roll my husband's a huge rock fan and i get i just thought that the rock and roll hall of fame was for the for the rockers of the world but anyway when i found out it was a little more than that just the fact that i had influenced people with my music and i i said if they put me in i would accept it gracefully and i'm here and i will and i'm honest Dolly. Yeah, um, and it was kind of cool because they uh, they they put everybody sort of on stage together. First of all, this show was like I think it was like five hours or something like that Ooh. that they then have to cut down. Right, like it's it's it a long this, show. This coming weekend. Yeah, uh, they have to cut that all down. Uh, and I guess that they put her on stage with Rob Halford from Judas Priest, who's like a super metal guy, mm-hmm. and then Lionel Richie was with Dave Grohl from Foo Fighters. I and, love it when it yeah, do I, stuff so, like that. so do I. I'm all I'm all for it. Uh, but uh, Dolly did do a little Jolene. Because this is everybody from inside the uh, the it's, arena oh, filming on their phones, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it has an air cap. Eminem. Uh, So let's get to Dr. Dre first. So Dr. Dre was the person who actually inducted Eminem. And here's a little bit of Dre talking about how everybody warned him against signing Eminem. This guy has blue eyes. You can't sign him. There was a massive amount of resistance from my own team of people around me that didn't want me to work with him simply because he was white. Didn't want me to sign him or anything like that. While everyone else around me had their doubts, I knew that his gifts were undeniable. And uh, during Eminem's speech, And I w- cannot wait to see this because we all know how fast Eminem can can talk. Yeah, right? yeah. Right. So during Eminem's speech, he spent three and a half minutes thanking a hundred artists. What? So he wanted to thank. You know how people go up and they thank the people that influenced yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Eminem listed off a hundred names in his acceptance speech. Now, do you think Eminem <laughs> did that with his quick? 
I don't know. I, I don't know. I haven't I haven't the seen it yet. Triplet rhyming. But apparently it was like a lot of well-known people and then other people that nobody's ever heard before. Like he just gave shout outs to people that influenced him who were artists that maybe didn't make it. Right. Hmm. So he went through a hundred names. But uh, here's oh, a little bit of uh, Eminem performing as well. During his performance, he had uh, Ed Sheeran and Steven Tyler from Aerosmith. Oh, sick. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm looking forward to yeah, this. Yeah, then. so it was a really big, like, it was a big show. Like, everybody, everybody was there. It was crazy. All right. Yeah, I'm here for it. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, as we know, uh, Elon Musk is on a tear of uh, suspending people who are impersonating other people on uh, Twitter, one of which was Kathy Griffin, who changed her name to Elon Musk and then started tweeting uh, as Elon Musk. Somebody wrote on Twitter, breaking news, Kathy Griffin has been permanently suspended from Twitter for impersonating Elon Musk, to which Elon replied, actually, she was suspended for impersonating a comedian. <laughs> 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 Elon Musk got writers on staff now. <laughs> That's actually the first funny thing he said. Uh, by the way, Kathy Griffin is still uh, trending number two right behind football, but trending yeah. number two on Twitter, <laughs> even though she's no longer on Twitter. That's great. Good for you, Elon. Money well spent on that writer. Right? My God, what the hell is going on over at Twitter, man? But to me, like, my, I saw a couple people this weekend that, you know, I was just scrolling through Twitter and a couple people were like, listen, I, I left last week, but I'm back now because just like a lot of people were, were saying that they missed, you know, my jokes and, and me on Twitter. Yeah, Nobody's right. saying that. Sure. right? You just got like you you had like all you felt this. left out. Thank you. Because the news is all Twitter now. Yes. And now you have something to say. Right. And to contribute. Right. And like, you know, like everybody Please. on Twitter is now just talking about Twitter. Yeah. Like that's the crazy thing. Mm. Right. Is like Twitter is the biggest story. Like that hasn't been that way in a very long time. I like people's remember. biggest gripe with Twitter has always been the no edit button. Mm-hmm. But now like when Twitter goes down, right, yes. complains on Instagram and TikTok. Yes. Yes. When Twitter. Exactly. That's right? exactly. It. But now when you go on Twitter, like the only thing people are talking about on Twitter is Twitter. Mm. It's crazy. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Aaron Carter, as we know, found dead in his home in Lancaster, California on Saturday, 34 years old. Um, Aaron's house sitter found his body in the bathtub around 11 a.m. No word yet on the cause of death, but uh, we know that he has been in and out of rehab several times. His most recent stint was this past September after losing custody of his son, who uh, was just about one years old at the uh, at the time. Uh, Melanie Martin, who is the mother, uh, released a statement saying, we are still processing uh, and accepting this unfortunate reality. Uh, your thoughts and prayers are greatly appreciated. Uh, Nick Carter was on stage with the Backstreet Boys last night at the O2 Arena in London, and uh, the band paid tribute to Aaron. Here's that clip. And that song is very special to us. Because that song is about family. Everybody in here, we all grew up together. We've been through highs and lows, ups and downs. You guys have been through it with us. We've been through it with you. And we thank you for taking us on that journey with you. Tonight, uh, 
Tonight we've got a little bit of heavy hearts because we lost one of our family members yesterday. And uh, we just wanted to find a moment in our show to recognize him. Nick's little brother, Aaron Carter, passed away yesterday at 43 years old. And he's a part of our family. We'd like to dedicate this next song to our little brother, Aaron Carter. Nick Carter's full statement was, uh, my heart is broken, even though my brother and I have had a complicated relationship. My love for him has never, ever faded. I have always held on to the hope that he would somehow, someday, want to walk a healthy path and eventually find the help that he so desperately needed. Sometimes we want to blame someone or something for a loss, but the truth is that addiction and mental illness is the real villain here. I will miss my brother and more than anyone will ever know. I love you, Chiz, is what he said. Uh, now you can finally have the peace you can never have here on earth i love you baby brother hillary duff uh wrote i am deeply sorry that life was so hard for you and that you had to struggle in front of the whole world you had a charm that was absolutely eviscerated um uh but boy did my teenage self love you deeply sending love to you and your family uh, rest easy and I guess they are bumping up the release of Aaron's album to yesterday yesterday they oh, they wow. were supposed to release it on I think December and they wound up cranking it out yesterday it was, mm-hmm. it was an album that he had worked on I haven't heard any of it but I don't think that there's because I know I, I, when I, I saw a couple people being like you know like hey you know how can Nick still be doing shows you know the day after his brother died everybody was everybody knew this was going to be the end of that story mm-hmm. right? also everybody e- grieves differently yeah, everybody knew that this was going to be the end of the end of Aaron Carter's story yeah, it's the, sad man the it's album sad. is out it's called uh, Blacklisted Bla- I see it that's here on, right yes I see it here on my uh, Apple Music here has anybody seen it has anybody heard it at all mm-hmm. no I haven't ten heard songs it. on there. Uh, it's 28 minutes, so short album. Oof. Today. 10 songs, 28 minutes? That's mm-hmm. very short, is it not? Yeah. yeah. Under, under three minutes a song. Yeah. Jeez. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Um, so, you know that show, I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here? No. It's like in the UK or like Australia or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, so they take a bunch of B and C list celebrities and they put them in a jungle and then they have to like talk to each. I don't know what that. I mean, I would use celebrities <laughs> with air quotes, right? I don't know what they do. I don't know what they do. Wow. But anyway, on the latest seat, I don't know. I don't know what they do. Ross, the biggest co-sign for the show. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. It sounds stupid to me. I, I can't. But whatever. To watch. They do this show like every year. But uh, uh, Auden Carlson, who is. Uh, 43 years old is pissed because boy George is not only the uh, biggest name on this season of I'm a celebrity get me out of here but he's also the highest paid and Odin Car- uh, Carlson is the guy who in 27 uh, 2007 boy George remember that story where boy George chained a guy to his wall mm-hmm. and then like beat him for a couple of days oh my god right <gasps> Yeah. Uh, so he's that guy I don't remember the beating part yes so he's that he's that guy Wait, why and are we he going said to show with 
Well, and Boy he, George. No, he's not on the show. Oh. This guy's just pissed that Boy George is on the show. Gotcha. So he said, had I been a woman and he did what he did, he would never have been given a platform. It's hurtful that big organizations like ITV give him that platform. I think giving him this sort of platform and a record fee sends the wrong message to survivors of violence and abuse and is plain wrong. Boy George at the time said that he was high on cocaine and having a psychotic episode at the time. Uh, but he was convicted and was sentenced to 15 months in prison. And uh, other people, though, before I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here, like The Voice in the UK had uh, Boy George on recently. So people are still giving him a platform, but uh, his victim is not happy about any of it. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel is going to be back to host the Academy Awards this year, Mm -hmm. or in 2023, rather. So this this new... uh, version of the academy awards because they have a they got all new producers as well oh did they yeah Hmm. they're going with the team uh from white cherry entertainment now white cherry entertainment has for years long produced the tony awards okay so they're going a little bit more in that direction because I think that, like, like stealthily, the Tony Awards have become sort of like the fun show, right? Like, They've nobody, always been the fun show. Nobody has a problem with the Tony Awards. Um, so, I, so they're going to go back sort of that way. Mm. So expect a whole lot more sort of, I guess, performance? theatrics and performance. Sure. And, uh, I can't and imagine the Tony's had like a no-violence rule. Yes, well, yeah, because of the Will Smith slap, right? Like actually they had, had to, no I know they had to tell people that uh, there's going to be no keep violence your, at the Tony Awards. Yes. Jeez. The high kicks. I can't keep them down. No jazz hands. Uh, no jazz hands. Confidently say that I've watched a Tony Award. No, no. But a lot, no. of, peop- but a lot of people do. I never so, missed them. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel, uh, the 2017-2018 Academy Awards. So 2018 is the last time he did it. And if you mm-hmm. remember, this was the big mix-up uh, between La La Land and Moonlight. Oh right? right, yeah. So that was the that was the last time Jimmy Kimmel hosted. So uh, he is set to host uh, the ninety fifth Academy Awards. Will take place on Sunday, March twelfth. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg, she's the latest celebrity to quit Twitter. Quit or get kicked off? Quit. Oh, quit. She's so done with it. Huh? So uh, Whoopi wrote to everyone, "Thanks for everything. Until we meet again, love Whoop." And that's what she said on Twitter. And then she clarified things and her reasoning behind it on the View yesterday. Here's Whoopi. so it has been a little over a week since Elon Musk took over Twitter and the place is a, it's a mess. He's already called <laughs> back some though? of the workforce. He fired a few days ago. He's putting his eight dollar charge for blue check ver. Vacation on hold. First, it was going to be $20. Now it's going to be $8. He also suspended Kathy Griffin for impersonating him on a parody account, uh. which has started a free Kathy hashtag to Trent. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I'm getting off. I'm yeah. getting off today because I just feel like, you know, it's, it's so messy. Yeah. And I, I, I'm tired of now having had certain kinds of attitudes blocked and now they're back on and i just i'm gonna get out and if it settles down and i feel more comfortable yeah maybe i'll come back but as of tonight i'm done with twitter i don't know i'm looking at twitter yeah it looks exactly the the same same. the the feed is the same 
the same people are saying the same things. Yeah. If you go looking for it, I'm sure you'll you'll find it, right? Uh, what happens now, Maury, if you go to Whoopi's... This page does not exist. Yeah, and so what does that mean? That, that she, she is... turned, like she shut her down. Yeah, like like deleted it or just sort of like deactivated it? I'm sure deactivated. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't think Because that, that happens up... too at Instagram. You can, you can deactivate your For account. Like 30 it's still days there. or something like that. Yeah. Right, right, right. So anyway, so that is uh, Whoopi Goldberg. What are we going to do, guys? I don't know. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. This is a weird one. So over at Netflix, Ryan Murphy had a hell of a year at Netflix, man. Jesus. Uh, Netflix is renewing Monster for two more seasons. What's Monster? The, that was the Jeffrey Dahmer one. Oh, I thought it was called just Dahmer. Yeah, so it's called Monster. It was called Monster Dahmer, the Jeffrey Dahmer story, right? Wasn't it? Or like Dahmer Monster, Monster with the two dots yeah. and then so they can uh, more. So they're going to do two new seasons of Monster, n- uh-huh. not Jeffrey Dahmer. Because they already told that story. Yeah, he's, yeah he dies, right? Yeah. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. alert. Um, so I guess they're going to do two other, um, how did they word this? The two new installments will each focus on, quote, other monstrous figures who have impacted society. So they got two more seasons of... Like Charles Manson? I don't... I think the Charles Manson thing has played out. He tends to lean towards LGBT stories. Like everything he does now, Pose, American Horror Story, which is on right now, everything but not, leans towards the LG. Not Mon- not The Watcher. No, The Watcher oh. was a Ryan Murphy one. The, the Watcher was hey guys, Ryan Murphy. Guys, I finally finished watching The yeah. Watcher. Yes. That last, the ending? Yes. Nah. Okay, well, part of this story is get ready for Watcher season two. I'll stop it. What? Yes. Wait, what? Yes. So is it going to focus like on a new family they moving didn't to the house? say. They didn't say. All they all they said was that uh, Monster is re- is renewed for two seasons two and three, and The Watcher is renewed for season two. So I don't know whether they're going to go in a completely fictional. I mean, the whole show was fictional to begin with, but I don't know whether they're going to go a whole new family or whether it's going to be a whole new story or what it's going to be if it's going to focus on the same house with the same letters and the same everything else. But I think that you have to. If you're going to go that far off from what the original story was, you they needed to create somebody at the end where we found out who, who it was. Yeah. So I think in season two, maybe they will lean that way. They'll just kind Man. of like write it, you know, from scratch. I thought and, and I thought you, I had it figured out after episode three. Yeah. I was so confident. Who did you think it was after episode three? The, the spoiler alert. Yeah, I thought I thought it was a daughter. Yeah. Oh, you did. Mm. Huh? Interesting. I thought just being rebellious. Yeah against her yeah, dad yeah, yeah, right yeah. and like going you know you find out later about the teacher at the school yes. and yeah she's in that in the neighborhood of the school so yeah i don't know man. so uh monster uh season two and three and the watcher season two is coming to netflix the Roz and mocha show podcast podcast people magazine sexiest man alive is Roz weston thank you chris evans hey took a while to get to chris evans i feel Captain I mean, America? he's hot, but he's, like, everyday hot. You think? Yeah, it's not, mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, hot. He's, like, he's hot. Deepa, you just you just made a face right now. You disagree. Mm-hmm. I disagree. I mean, he's Captain America. I feel like he's, like, the way Maury's talking about it, it's like, oh, he's average hot. But right. I think that he's, like, you know, prime hot. I would I would say that for sure. Now, no. is he average hot when it comes to that sort of world of star? Like, obviously, Chris Evans next to civilians. <laughs> Right? But next to yeah. someone like you like know Rob. previous like previous 
fellas that have received that honor, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah, like... Um, Michael B. Jordan. Yes. Who else? John but, Legend. Right. But Chris Evans in Staples is, like, the hottest guy in the store, right? Oh, by oh, yeah. far. Yeah, but, but, but Chris compared Evans Compared to Michael that, B. Jordan, I okay. don't know. Interesting, interesting. Uh, so here is Chris Evans talking about being people... By the way, we're not dissing Chris Evans. Chris no. Evans. Like, we're fans, no. bro. We're just putting him on a scale. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, not at all. Hi, I'm Chris Evans, and you are at People's Sexiest Man Alive photo shoot, and apparently it's me, according to my mom. My mom will be so happy. I mean, she's proud of everything I do, but this is something she can really brag about. It's something that is, as I become old and saggy that I can look back and say, I remember then. So what's the criteria from People Magazine? To be sexy? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if they have a criteria. I think it really comes down to, like, who's hot in the moment, and you have to have something that you got to promote and, like, sure. all this other stuff, right? Yeah. But I think that aesthetics do play a part, although in the way that the world is now, it's like you can't just base something on aesthetics anymore. Like, you have to have, like, charitable contributions and all that stuff, which I guess makes somebody sexy as well. Mm. But we're we're so far past the days of... You know, looking at uh, at men like cars, right? <laughs> right? Smile, like, arm. When you see them, guns. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You can yeah. tell he does. He takes care of leg day. Yeah. He never hey, skips. Hey. So we were talking about this the other night, Catherine and I. So in the in the battle of the um, who's who's the 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 sort of more legendary Hawaii hunk. Are you Team Rock or Team Jason Momoa? It's The Rock. Come on. Oh, you think The so? Rock over Damn. Momoa. Yeah, you think? Love yeah. you, Momoa, but... But I just... I, I mean, who's winning that game? I don't mean who's hotter. I mean, who's winning that game? Because if you look at their socials, they both try and out Hawaii the other one. You know yeah. what I mean? Right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, bro, I'm way more Hawaii than you are. Right, right. right. Like, Check out this mana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah. mana's stronger than your mana. <laughs> right? You know, they're all doing their thing. The Rock has his tequila, where Jason Momoa has canned water right like they both yeah, they're yeah, both yeah. doing their thing right yeah but who's the sort like the of rock, the rock you know great with kids yeah. momoa you know save look at all these animals in the ocean that need exactly, our help exactly right so like he's the real aquaman yeah so who is the sort of uh who's the better sort of Hawaii hunk i'm still gonna say the rock You're still yeah. going the rock yeah. huh oh uh, why deeper deeper i say jason yeah. i feel like um Okay, I know we're just talking about aesthetics don't matter, but I'm going solely on aesthetics. Perfect. That's the way with the world. I wish we went back to that way. Yep, I'm just being honest right now. Right? Um, right. Cancel culture is not coming okay. for you today. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Ain't nobody woke in this room. Go. No. Okay. The hair. I mean, the hair does it all, right? Like, I feel like people just love his hair. He does hair flips. And that to me is just like, wow. But what about now, though? Because he shaved the sides of his head and he's got but a big still. tattoo on his head now. Does but that change still. anything at all for uh, you? No, not really. I don't the think so. Not for smile? me personally. Now, you're not, you wouldn't normally be interested in somebody uh, who has a head, a head tattoo. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. No, but but on Jason Momoa, it's all fine, right? Yeah. yeah I don't know. Yeah, yeah. For me, Jason Momoa is like a character. Right. Like, See? like just like he is too similar or he seems like he's the exact same person as Aquaman. Mm hmm. So I cannot separate the two from each other. Like Jason right. Momoa as a person versus Aquaman, like what is the difference? Who's the um, sort of more genuine human being if all we're looking at is social media? The Rock or Jason Momoa? Oh, The Rock. The you Rock. think so? Oh, yeah. I think Jason Momoa. I say Jason Wait, Momoa. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, Jason? Yeah, oh, yeah, I, say, yeah. I, say, I say Jason Momoa. Really? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's not that I think The Rock is fake. I just think he's no, no, no. so Hollywood and he's so 
larger oh, than life. Stick that in your mind. Whose movie made more money though? Aquaman or uh or Black Adam? Black Adam? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, definitely well, Aquaman. Well, yeah, because you're talking. Oh, no, I'm about... just saying, right? We're we're comparing apples to apples here. Mana to mana. Right, mana. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay, do we have time to do anything else in the news or no? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, you got some more Momoa news for us? <laughs> no, I don't have any Momoa news. Maybe I got to come back with some Momoa news. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Ryan Reynolds. The story was that Ryan uh, Reynolds wanted to buy the Ottawa Senators if they come up for uh, availability. Uh, he was on with Jimmy Fallon talking about just that. So there's a rumor going on that you may be interested in buying. Uh, 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 NHL professional hockey team, the Ottawa Senators. The Ottawa Senators? Yes, that it's is a Canadian true. team. Yeah, that is a, it's an NHL team, the Ottawa Senators. I am trying to, to do that. It's a very expensive. So, you know, I need a partner with, you know, really deep pockets. Yeah. Um, you know, much bigger. That's, it's, called a, it's called a consortium or consortium or a consortium mm-hmm. when you form a group together to, to buy an entity. And I just, it's such, a, it's such a fancy way of saying I need a sugar mommy or a sugar daddy. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, but you, you um, do need one, yeah. Yeah, and if that doesn't work out, I'll buy a U.S. senator, which anyone can afford. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Wait till wait till Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. but I love Ottawa. I grew up. I grew up uh, in Vancouver, which has my heart always. But, but I also grew up in Ottawa, uh, Canada. So I spent uh, a long time in Vanier there, which is a little town right inside Ottawa. And hockey is just part of the. Uh, it's part of the system when you grow up. That's it's, part of it's, your blood. It's sad. It's scary. But children are eased out of the womb in ice skates in Canada. I mean, that's <laughs> they how really they are. They're ready to go. Yeah, NHL ready by the time they're four. This yeah. is how you know uh, Ryan Reynolds has been in America too long. Is because he calls them ice skates. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just say skates, They're man. just skates. It's like when people, it's like when you watch a movie and like, oh, get, grab your snow skis. <laughs> you know? It's As like... opposed to my road skis. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.